I know. Well, maybe one day I'll be a big girl and I'll pay for a Zoom like Rob does. But it's fifteen bucks a month. Come on, that's American. You know how much that is Canadian. That's five hundred a month in Canadian. <laughs> and Australian, it's even worse because their dollars worse than ours. What I didn't even think was possible. So. And we are recording. Awesome. You can keep that on there. <laughs> Welcome to the second episode of the Friday Nightmares One Night Stand. You up? Luckily for me, these three gentlemen obviously had a good enough time the first time, and they came back again, or they're desperate. We don't really know which one it's going to be. And we're going to be talking about all things WWE, AEW, story development, which is going to be Tim's favorite part. Um, I I think I said like gullible wrestle fans or toxicity of wrestling fans and whatever else comes up. So if you listen to our episode back in November, we all shared our thoughts on AEW, WWE. So we're going to touch base and update on that. And we have a couple of special topics because one of our hosts has a very awesome wrestling show that he does single. And now he gets to have a foursome. So it's very exciting. But I will let my co-host introduce himself before we get to those two. Hello, everybody. Mr. Smoke Show Crawford here, standing in the squared circle once again. We are here for say a good rematch because i am a one-time champion of dummies of wrestling when with me is two other men that have held the belt way way more than i have and i am coming for that belt boys you just you (laughs) wait i have turned heel scott housen has become the evil housen he's gonna (laughs) kick some ass boys (laughs) so heather let's welcome in our guests Oh my god. You know, it's true. Rob, did Tim actually really hold a belt? It was between him and Daniel. That doesn't really count. We'll get to him in a second. But let's introduce the real former champion on this podcast, which is Rob Humphrey from This Horror Life and Slasher Radio. He's back again. Hi, Rob. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, you know, just better that you're here now. I'm sure. I'm sure. Brightens your day. Thank you for having me back. And uh, yeah, I held on to that belt uh, when it was created for uh, nearly a year, I, if I think it was like yeah. 10 months or something. Yes, and, uh, you're the and real I champ. I haven't been able to touch the damn thing since. Well, it's nice that you've given, you know, the right Davis brother the opportunity to be a champion. The one that treats women with respect and mm-hmm. 
is just an overall good guy. I just actually want to take a second before we get to our next guest to thank Zachary Davis for being such an amazing champion. We are so lucky to have you. And Scott and I look forward to supporting you as time goes on. But you wouldn't have a show without a heel. And this gentleman is my biggest heel. He just doesn't like me. And I just don't understand why. I'm nothing but nice to him. But he's referred to me as that bitch, which has been very catching. So much so I had to introduce that as myself to his brother when I messaged him on Facebook. Just to make sure he knew which Heather we were talking about. But he is truly the one, the only, the very talented, the very knowledgeable Tim Davis. Hi, Tim. Thank you for that introduction, you bitch. I appreciate it. <laughs> what is up, Friday Nightmares podcast? Hey, hey, just quickly, Friday Nightmares, acknowledge me. I am here to give you guys a lesson in professional wrestling because some of you, some wow. of you, starting with a certain name, Heather, uh, don't understand how wrestling works and how wrestling can be entertaining. Not, not singling out anyone, <clears throat> but yeah. I'm sorry, your mic must have been off. All I heard was, Zachary Davis is the real champ. I will never be as good as my little brother. You know, it must have been hard. Your parents waiting 10 years to have perfection after such a disappointment, huh, Tim? It's actually the opposite <laughs> way. They had perfection first, and then they thought, oh, maybe, maybe we could strike lightning in a bottle twice. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, just, no. I get that. My parents were disappointed once, and that was enough. They didn't even have to try again. But as always, thank you for being here, Tim. It's such a pleasure. We don't we don't get the podcast with you often. We always have to work these time zones out, but I think we really nailed it today. It's a good time for you. It's, it's a good time too. for us, right? So it's I'm really a good time for me, babe. <laughs> it's always a good time for Scott. <laughs> and Rob, well, Rob just I don't know. Rob just hopefully shows up when we tell him to show up. Which it's never today. a good time for me. No, <laughs> never oh. a good time for Rob. So this time I'm sober. Last time we recorded, I had like an entire bottle of wine. Same. Which, <laughs> yeah, this time I I have not. So it should be, I don't know if it'll be any different. But I guess we'll start off before Tim gets to teach me about wrestling, even though I've been watching it longer than he has, which should be interesting. And also TNA and other, other wrestling divisions that he hasn't watched because he lives in Australia. <laughs> he can't really watch a lot. Is AEW coming to Australia yet? Have, no, like, and I'm not being, like, facetious. I'm saying, like, have they talked about anything coming out your way? No? No, no. We're, like, the last on the map. They're, like, they're like America, Canada, Europe, Czechoslovakia, Jakarta. <laughs> And Saudi then Arabia. Is like, yeah, yeah. Arabia. Oh, maybe, like, oh. maybe we'll go to Australia. I did oh, see that WWE was uh, scheduling some live events in Australia, too. So they, they used to come to us, like, yearly, um, back back before the pandemic. And I used to go every single time they came out. Um, and they haven't been for a couple of years, probably because of COVID and all that stuff. But, I, see, I don't know if I'd go again because mm. – it's just well, we'll talk about it later, but yeah, WWE just isn't the product that it used to be for me. So. Yeah, I've I've heard your voice, um, your heartbreak when one mm-hmm. change happened and one of your episodes where you talked about somebody returning. I could hear oh. your pain through the recording, Tim, and I think we all felt your pain. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Rob first only because I went with you first last time, and I think you covered so much that other people didn't get a chance to. So yeah, I'm gonna cool. go over to I'm gonna go over to Rob. I think that's her way thought. of saying you talk too much, Tim. <laughs> you know what, guys? You guys don't realize this. 
Tim and I pretend to not like each other, but we're secretly together. Love this. And we're going to fuck you guys up. We're going to have a big, like, fuck. Tim, you're cheating on me with that bitch. You you went first. First of all, (laughs) he went up. That's what happened. Just so we're clear. Oh, he went up. Wait, shouldn't he be going down? <laughs> oh. So let's get to Rob's thoughts on WWE. <laughs> Rob, since we last spoke, what do you think has gotten better? What do you think's gotten worse? Or do you just not care at all about WWE? Um. So my thoughts really haven't changed all that much on WWE. It's still not. I don't watch the weekly product. I don't watch SmackDown. I don't watch Raw. Um. I do still watch all the pay-per-views. Uh, I think the the storyline with uh, the bloodline has gotten more interesting. I think they did some some interesting things there with Sami Zayn and stuff. That seems like it's going to be wrapping up at WrestleMania, though. And outside of that, I don't think I'm interested in anything else that they're doing. Fair um, enough. The biggest thing for me since the last time we recorded is I've started to notice that I'm much less interested in wrestling overall, like not just WWE, but even AEW. I'm just not I don't get all that excited about it anymore. Like I used to look forward to Wednesdays and sitting down and watching Dynamite. Now it's kind of like, all right, it's on. Um, So I don't know if that's a reflection of the product or just me. So would you say it's because you listen to Tim's podcast and he stole all the joy from liking wrestling? (laughs) No, I'm just no. Kidding, I, I'm just I always I enjoy Tim's podcast. I think it's incredible that Tim can do a solo podcast. Like yeah. I can't imagine for sure. I mean, sure. I did the I did the call in thing on Tim's show where I had to record it by myself and I rambled on for fifteen minutes about uh crocodile. I remember Dundee I found out what but, you did on your holidays. You went into yeah. great detail of what you ate. It was very, very interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I don't know if I could do a show by myself or not. I Tim Tim keeps it Tim manages to keep it on point. If I did a show by myself, it would be all over the fucking map. Um, Same. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, uh, no, I, I think Tim does a good job. I don't, I don't think he st- steals the joy, Heather. <laughs> I'm just being funny. Just, I don't think Tim steals the joy. <laughs> he just likes to have story. He wants to know. the. Um, know. He likes the emotional impact. He wants to know in Cocaine Bear, how did the bear become addicted to cocaine? <laughs> where did the where did the problem start? Was it in the bear's childhood? Um, I, the I kid. I Jim was kid. at the bar staring at the bear. <laughs> hey, I, I, the bears are staring at him. I'd be staring at him too. Fuck, I'd break me off a piece of that shit. Gladly. Um, no, Tim has an excellent podcast. I am literally just kidding because I look forward to every episode that he drops. But I agree with you, Rob. I also and but I find I go through seasons with wrestling. Mm-hmm. I go through time where I'm really into it and times that I pull away from it. It's, and I don't know if I'm just on that roller coaster right now. Yeah. Well, I think also I don't know that AEW is doing anything really super compelling. Yeah. And that's a good... I mean, the best storyline in professional wrestling right now is the bloodline. And I'm. You know, that's wrapping up. It's like they've already kind of paid that off with the match between Roman and Sam, Sami Zayn, to be honest with you. Um, so, yeah, I'm just I don't know. I'm I'm not I'm not. There's nothing really pulling me in um, from yeah. either company, really. But um, I do still watch Dynamite Weekly. Um, do you watch Rampage or? No, I haven't watched Rampage in forever. AEW will be better when Punk comes back. Well, I guess we might as well move into talking about AEW. AEW. Oh my god, the the fucking hamburger chain in Canada. Anyway, AEW. Do you want to add some stuff on that? You kind of already mentioned you're kind of not as interested. How do you feel? 
Like, do you feel like the matches, the storylines, or you know, where there is storyline is maybe missing, or do you agree I, with yeah, him? It's just, like, I, right now, I just think that they don't have anything compelling going on. I mean, yeah, when when you look at their major stories in AEW, M- MJF is the champion, which is great. He should be the champion. He should be the face of that company. Um, but they're not giving him anything really. I'm not interested in watching him and Darby Allen wrestle. I just don't care. Um, when I looked at, you know, we watch, uh, we, we have the little chat group where we talk about dynamite and when the four quote unquote pillars of AEW were in the ring on Wednesday, I was like, none of these guys are in MJF's class to me. You know, that whole whole thing got me really excited. Um, if they do like a, like if they lead to like a fatal four way match, maybe that'll be interesting. But if they're going to pair him off against Darby or against Sammy or against, um, I don't Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy. None of that's interesting to me because none yeah. none of those three could possibly beat MJF for that title at this point. They're just not in his class. You yeah, know? I, yeah, I hear you, and I honestly don't like. We no one thought that he was going to lose at Revolution, right? right? Like no it one was actually really compelling because it was that, Brian right? Danielson. Yeah, you yeah, know, I get what you're saying. <clears throat> Um, when you look at the rest of the company, I mean, what, they've got that thing with the women where there's like some of them are out the, the outsiders against the originals or whatever. That's so yeah. that whole thing to me just played out and boring. I don't care. I, you know, they haven't done enough to develop any of those women as, you know, outside of Britt Baker as being a massive talent for the company. You don't think Jamie um, Hayter has been developed? She gets a big pop. She does, but I, I feel like um, I, I don't know how long that's going to last. You know? Okay. Um, you feel like it's a flash in the pan kind of thing, right? Yeah. It's not a long burn. Okay. Yeah. And then they, yeah, it's well, it's like, you know, Hangman Adam Page used to get huge pops when he was chasing Kenny, too. But after he won the title, nobody gave a shit about him anymore. Well, then they kind of turned on him, right? Yeah. Like, he kind of got booed. Yeah. Bedazzle they, is what you refer to him as, which always kills me every yeah, single time. Yeah, his, be, his bedazzled <laughs> his, outfits. His bedazzled yeah. outfits. Yeah. Yeah. And he's got, uh, you know, and now that they, they're pushing the storyline between him and Mox, which has just gone on and on yeah. and on, which is one thing that AEW is horrible about. They let these feuds and these storylines run on for way too long. Um, and then outside of that, I don't even know what else they're doing. Like, you know, like we've got Jade Cargill. She's still the champion. She's mm-hmm. the only person who's ever been the TBS champion. It's so boring. Uh, you know, yeah, there's just not a whole lot of interesting happening. Yeah, that's valid. And if it's not working for you, like Scott will talk about his interest. I I did enjoy that dialogue. I do like Darby Allen, but I completely hear what you're saying. I don't think any of those guys are going to take the championship off MJF. Like MJF is going to be champion for at least a year. Like he ain't going anywhere. He's the fucking money cow. That's that's not changing. So, um, but I'm interested to hear Scotty's thoughts on WWE. If you want to do that first, Scotty, and yeah. then AEW. What's gotten right. better? What's not gotten better? Yeah. So, uh, just to give it a little bit of insight, I don't watch anything WWE really. Like I, uh, I pay attention obviously to Tim's podcast. Uh, I've been watching a lot of uh, the YouTube channel What Culture and their ups and downs videos, and I pretty much watch that after every single episode of Raw, SmackDown, Dynamite, ROH, and uh, Rampage. And that way I get an idea, storyline, what's going on, what matches have happened, what feuds are being built from everything. Just because, you know, now that we're doing this show, like when we can, I like to have at least a little more knowledge on some of the products that I don't pay attention to. And yeah, from what it's seeming like, WWE has just kind of stayed about the same. Like since last time we talked, you know, we we were hoping for some big changes with Triple H in charge. But unfortunately, the... uh 
name of Vince McMahon seems to have reappeared and has maybe gotten himself involved again more than we want him to be involved, which might have slowed down the momentum that Triple H was building towards because, yep, the uh, the bloodline and Sami Zayn storyline like has been definitely one of the better things that's been going on in wrestling because yeah, it's like it's very uh, fascinating where that has went from and like watching like the ups and downs videos like finding out that Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn have hugged it out and are now on a team together because Cody Rose kind of pushed Kevin Owens to you know make amends with Sami and looks like Kevin Owens and Sami are gonna take on uh, the uh, bloodline like come uh, WrestleMania. So, like, that story is building. Um, and then I, I, there seems to be a story going on with uh, Dominic Mysterio and his father, Rey Mysterio. And, like, this whole thing, it sounds like Dominic's basically just being a whiny little bitch saying, <laughs> Oh, Daddy wasn't around for me. He was always wrestling and not paying attention to me. So I'm so mad and I'm going to be an angsty gothic teen. And that storyline just has nothing. Like, it's just... Ugh. And what the fuck? They were building this up so strongly, but what the fuck happened to Bray Wyatt? They have done hmm. nothing. Yeah, hashtag big question, huh? Hashtag yeah, he's big done. Question. The whole world was excited when he came back, and he yeah. has done nothing since yeah. he returned. He had that weird glow-in-the-dark match or whatever the fuck it was at the Royal Rumble, but, I mean, he's done nothing. Yeah, there was, like, I think that was, like, his only match he's had so far, too. And then I hear something about... He may be out now because of injury or something like that. I'm going, Aww. how the fuck did he get injured? He hasn't even wrestled. <laughs> like, so I don't even know what's going on there. If that could be, you know, a whole uh, story, uh, KFAB story going on there, too. Who knows? They might be taking some cues from uh, AEW because AEW does tend to uh, run with the KFAB still uh, or at least uh, play into real life, real things that have happened. I mean, uh, but uh yeah, so Wrestle WWE just really hasn't done anything to entice me back in. Like I'll like I said, I'll continue watching these videos just to see if there's anything to build up for, but I could give a rat's ass less about Roman Reigns and fucking Cody Rhodes fight coming up at WrestleMania. Like the whole, like you said, bloodline versus uh, Sami Zayn and now Kevin Owens. That's like the only exciting thing going on. Like there's nothing really else. Though I did hear uh, Trish Stratus is back. Which, yeah, that's cool. And yeah, but I don't know what they're gonna really do much with her. Who knows? Um, well, she's but, wrestling at WrestleMania. Yeah, I'll say, wasn't isn't she with Becky Lynch or against Becky Lynch or something like that? No, she's with Becky Lynch and Lita against right. Damage Control. Dam or Damage Kataro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, there's you know that's the one thing where you know everyone's always like like everyone's always saying like oh AEW doesn't have much story. There isn't much in WWE either, people. Just to I feel let like you that know. was a dig at Tim. That well, no, no, I'm, not, Tim. I'm, I'm talking the WWE fucking marks that I see on all these AEW Facebook pages that are constantly bashing AEW. Where uh, and you know, speaking of AEW, I'll get into my thoughts there too. Um, like I kind of like the direction they're going now because um, uh, they are finally doing kind of what we talked about on the last episode we did of this, where they're focusing on more of the talent that isn't utilized nearly as much. Like, we're starting to see Dark Order on Dynamite a lot more, which is cool. Like, we're starting to, like, the Gun Club has the fucking titles somehow, some way, and they're being utilized now. And, like, you know, there's this whole interesting story. Like, I know Rob's not a fan of it, but I'm definitely in intrigued on this whole uh pillars of aew against mjf wanting their title shot because yeah 
we all know that MJF's going to win against whoever out of those four he faces, but it'll be a good pop for them to finally give them their chance at the title. And yeah, like FTR coming back, another big success there. And I mean, uh, the whole well, one thing, obviously there is the uh, women's division that's finally, I think, starting to pick up at least storyline steam, thanks to them have adding Ruby Soho to uh, Soraya and Tony Storm, because I did like what Ruby came out and said, basically. We're doing this because all you freaking fans just booed us when uh, we got defeated by like Britt Baker or Jamie Hayter and this and that. And, you know, shows that, you know, you all are just a bunch of marks for the originals and going, okay, that's, you're building up a little more story there. I just wish they would kind of do something more with it. I'm hoping this, I'm hoping this is just kind of a slow build to something bigger. Like we start getting more other talents joining on each side because, uh, because of Rampage, uh, Riho got beat up by Tony Storm and uh, Soraya and had the L sprayed on her. So on last Dynamite, Rio and uh, fucking <clears throat> Willow Nightingale came out to save uh, Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter. And it looks like they all, those four may be like kind of teaming up now against the outcasts. Which, you know, I like this. Like, it's building up something. And hell, who knows? This could be a blood and guts match down, like, by the time summer comes. Yeah, good point. Because they good haven't point. done a women's blood and, guts ma- blood and guts match. So it'd be kind of an interesting take on it. There's blood, in a, there's blood in blood in AEW? Yeah. Sorry. Do you think Tony Khan's going to give the women an hour on television? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a yeah. good point. That's a, But maybe they'll do a uh, double blood and guts thing. Maybe they'll be like uh, a men's blood and guts and a women's blood and guts going that same night instead of like the random matches that they had in the last couple of blood and guts. Who knows? Because it looks like there could also... Because, I mean, there could be also... Uh, Blackpool Combat Club and Adam Page, Dark Order, and what is it? Uh, Omega, Young Bucks the, combination the thing. Yeah. yeah. Like all of them, like that could be a Blood and Guts match as well. Though I really don't want to see Blackpool Combat Club and another Blood and Guts match because we know Mox is just going to cover the freaking floor and blood of his own. And, <laughs> but yeah, yeah I'm. I'm liking where AEW is going because they are taking chances, not focusing as nearly as much on their big, like their ex WWE talent that they do have. They're going for the people they have built up in their own, uh, in their own promotion, and they are, you know, kind of uh, what is it? Uh, becoming building more of a bond with New Japan. They're doing that with a uh, AAA, and they're doing that with a. Uh, TNA a little bit too, I think. And they're just like, are they doing it with TNA? I was looking at the TNA roster to see if I knew anyone. Or wait, Spoiler, I knew like three <laughs> wrestlers that wrestle there right now. Yeah, I, I might be wrong on TNA, but I know the, yeah. the AAA one, uh, they have uh, a guy pl- uh, facing up against Kenny Omega, this dynamite. Nice. Coming over from there to face Kenny Omega. Like, no, obviously, this is where they kind of suffer. Sometimes they just. Well, I wouldn't even say suffer. This is where, the, you know, storyline-wise, sometimes they don't have a story. Sometimes they just throw something together, but I don't mind because it's good matches. Usually when it's just something like that, it's just thrown together, like, it's going to be entertaining. But Jade Cargill's run, fucking just end it. End it now. Hell, yeah. if I have to watch another Jade Cargill match, end me. Because I am <laughs> so over these squash matches. I have to believe they're waiting on Chris Statlander to come back for that. That's what I'm... You don't think this Canadian chick is going to be... Oh, Taya Valkyrie? Yeah. I can't imagine. I was shocked that she got... Well, she was in Canada, so of course she got the pop that she did. And she's from the West Coast, but like... I think she's from Impact as well, so she's really well known there. And got underutilized in uh, the WWE's little side... Oh, shock faint. Right? (laughs) 
But uh, yeah, I don't know what they're going to do with Taya Valkyrie, but I agree. I thought they, I think they're waiting on Chris Statlander to heal, but they need to do something quick because Jade is just it. I can't imagine that brings any ratings. That's got to drop ratings just seeing Jade on the cards of anything because it's just oh no, giant woman comes out. Oh, match over in ten seconds. I didn't even have a chance to finish going to the bathroom before the match was over. Or whack off if you're Rob. <laughs> right. I always got time for that. <laughs> but I, yeah they i really felt like back at all out they should have had athena beat jade and ended yes yeah because that I was that would have been great apparently the plan going into the pay-per-view was for statlander to beat her there yeah and then statlander got hurt and they replaced her with athena in the match they should have just had her win well, because think, this jade thing has gone on too long and it's boring and i think the reason being that athena did not win is because uh Athena is now women's champion in ROH, and I think they had that planned all along because, you know, as another thing that we were talking about on the show, they finally got rid of a lot of these extra ROH titles in uh, AEW and finally gave ROH its own platform, which Thank is every God. Thursday. Yeah, and and also, uh, you know, just this makes me so damn happy, but uh, to see Mark Briscoe being part of AEW yeah. now, like, Sad that it had to happen because his brother died, but I'm glad to see him getting more of a push now too. And absolutely, but, yeah, that's just kind of trying to think of anything I was I could recap from last episode, like or last time we did this that there was anything changed. But yeah, like there's been a lot where WWE seems to be staying the same. AEW seems to have changed a lot, whether it's for the better or not. It all depends on opinion. Absolutely, and we got the two most vocal people left that just hate each other. <laughs> That need to give their opinions. I'm going to go first only because Tim is very, very good at articulating himself and he's a great show and he's going to have lots to add. And I just want, no, you do, you do Tim. You know, I'm just, we just tease each other, but um, I want to give some overviews, some quick overviews. One, I, I, what the fuck is Cody Rhodes doing in WrestleMania? Can someone please answer that to me? Like, mm-hmm. I, I honestly, like, I'm not a hater of Cody Rhodes by any stance. I like Dustin, his brother, a hell of a lot more, but Cody Rhodes is fine. I swear to God, I don't know what deal he made with WWE, but if he wins that belt at WrestleMania, I will be fucking shocked because he is not Honestly, I didn't see that coming. Um, yeah, and I agree with some points that Tim made on his podcast. I think they really dropped the ball with the Sami Zayn. I think they should have carried that into WrestleMania. But yeah. that being said, I have watched WWE SmackDown recently, a couple times at the bar, which is the best way to watch it because you can drink <laughs> and talk to people when you're bored. But it wasn't that bad. But for me with WWE, what it always comes back to, and this is just a feelings thing, it feels like a fucking cartoon show. I feel like I'm watching a family-friendly version, and that's fine. I understand that that's the realm they've gone now. And I don't mind the Dominic thing and this Gunter guy and you know it's entertaining enough but it just doesn't pull me in AEW continues to pull me in I do continue to look forward to Dynamite no if I have to do something on a Wednesday night I record it and watch it later but there's something about it that I still care about I love Dante Martin. As far as I'm fucking concerned, him and his brother are the future. And this is where story development doesn't matter as much for me as it does for Tim, which is absolutely fine. Every wrestling fan is different. 
I can watch talented guys like the Lucha Brothers and Dante Martin and his brother get into the ring together. I don't even care about a fucking backstory. Just give me those four guys wrestling for fucking 30 minutes and I'll be entertained because they have the talent in the ring to carry that match. I agree with Tim's points when it comes to story development if they don't have a strong enough talent to carry the match. Or it's going to be a long, ongoing rivalry because when they do storytelling good they do it good i am pretty sure in the next six months we will see jamie hater turn or Britt baker turn on jamie hater it will mm. be a because they did that thing where they made up and i think they're going to do this whole thing when they're fighting against the outsiders and Britt's going to turn and it's going to push jamie hater even further into being hopefully a superstar like rob said so she doesn't burn out I do think back in the day when they did that rivalry between Handman, Hangman and, and Kenny, where they were coming out as a tag team, and you could see they were falling apart each week, and they had that going on and on. That was a great storyline. But there are things that they just kind of throw together at the last minute. I would love for someone to explain to me how Wardrow, Ward, Wardlow won and lost the belts in a week. Yeah. The Hobbs. <laughs> like, I remember being like, what? <laughs> like, well, is this just... AEW showing me that anything can happen, or is this just really poor writing? I'm not it's quite QT sure. It's QT Marshall. Oh yes. Who the fuck is QT Marshall, by the way? I don't. Does anyone know who he is? Where'd he's he been from? around for a while at AEW, but he just—he's usually okay. a—he's usually a jobber, if I remember correctly. Yeah, he's okay. so he is—he's been around wrestling for a long time. He um, he does a lot of work with the guys backstage. Like he does a lot of the training and stuff with guys. And, um, he, he worked with Cody Rhodes at the nightmare factory. Um, and he does a lot of behind the scenes stuff. And then AEW, uh, brings, seems to bring him and, and he's always with some sort of faction and he brings them in, uh, when they want to try to heat people up or something, or like I, I, when I was at all out a couple of years ago, they did uh, a match between him and big show, you know, that was uh, like the worst match on the card because who gives a shit about either one of them at this point. Um, but he's actually, he's a heat magnet though. I will give him that. Like every time I've seen AEW live, he usually has like a match on dark or something. You know, they do those tapings before the uh, dynamite starts and he just draws a ton of heat from the crowd um nice. he, he's very he's very good at, at his role he knows what his yeah. role is and he's very good at it i wish he would get the hell away from will hobbs though because he's like a poison pill it seems like for people's careers and uh yeah. I, I don't want him to ruin hobbs yeah like that whole the whole skit they had on the last AEW is like 2001 called and they want their writing back like it was fucking <laughs> ridiculous like you know AEW what I like about them is they don't do that cheesy shit that's a WWE thing from before where they would do this cheesy shit and I like how AEW does more the focus on the interviews before the match the confrontations backstage I enjoyed MJF birthday party thing and yes Jungle Boy isn't the best on the mic but Darby album, album, like him or not, Rob, he got the pop from the fans. And though Rob did make me laugh when he said his film was so bad, he must have wrote Skinamarink, which is why he got kicked out of the school. <laughs> was I pretty just, funny. I, I think the fans like him because they know they could kick his ass if they had to. And that may be the case, but I do find AEW constantly entertaining. I love Ricky Starks. I loved how MJF elevated him and that whole rivalry ele- elevated him. Do I think there's room for improvement? Of course. Of course there is. But generally speaking, I am going to be on Ticketmaster at 10 a.m. 
this Friday to buy my motherfucking tickets to see Dynamite when it comes 20 minutes away from my house. And I will pay whatever I need to to get ringside tickets. You're not going to the pay-per-view? No, I'm not going to go to the pay-per-view when this other one's 20 minutes from my house and I drink and take a cab there and get drunk at the venue. So much fun, though. I know, but eventually I'll go. They'll come back to Toronto. They're going to sell that pay-per-view out like that. So it's going to they're going to be coming here all the time. It's forbidden door. So you'll get to watch AEW guys fight a bunch of Japanese guys you never heard of. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, I'll just I'll just watch. I'll just watch whatever Scott tells me to beforehand. (laughs) But I I am enjoying AEW. I think no matter what. And the last thing I'll point I'll make. No one actually really cares about women's wrestling. And I say this pretty confidently. There's been a peaks in history where people did. I would like to say Trish Stratus was one of them. China was one of them. But now I don't know what I don't honestly don't know if there is a storyline they could do to get people to really care. Like I think Brick Baker's over enough, Jamie Hayter's over enough, and like that's good enough. I just don't know if they want to put their energy into that. And I say this as a woman, but there's a lot of dudes that watch wrestling. And I understand that the gentlemen that I'm on here with right now enjoy the ladies matches for multiple reasons, but do enjoy the talent. But not all dudes are like that. And it's mostly guys that go to wrestling events. And I just don't know. I just don't know if we've reached the point where they respect women wrestling as much as as they should. And maybe I'm wrong. But I just don't know if it's ever going to be what we want it to be because I don't know if the fans will let it be. One of the biggest problems with wrestling is wrestling fans. And I will say this till the day I die. I will say this till the day I die. It is okay to have different opinions, absolutely. But there is toxic fandom out there. When an AEW wrestler has to delete her Twitter because she's being threatened, people need to give themselves a fucking head shake. This is entertainment. And, like, that's what I'm talking about with toxic fandom, not me and Tim, who sometimes disagree. Now, Tim, tell us how we're all wrong, and each yeah. and each match <laughs> needs a four-hour storyline. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Tim, but tell I'm, us what I'm, you think. I'm not going to tell you you're wrong. In fact, why don't you just copy and paste Scott and Rob, and uh, that will be me, because <laughs> I agree don't... with everything that they said. Um, not we'll with what to... I said? We'll get to you later. Uh, no, 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 honestly, <laughs> honestly, no, you were right. You were right. I will discuss story later, but let's, let's go with WWE first. Um, <clears throat> yeah, they need work. Uh, both, both promotions do. They really do. Um, WWE, I, I'm, I'm with you, Heather. It is a cartoon show now. I, um, much like Rob, I haven't, Rob and Scott and yourself, Heather, I haven't watched a Raw or SmackDown since 2014, besides uh, the other week, I think it was like two weeks ago or three weeks ago, that I watched about an hour of Raw because I can now, Australia have made it accessible for us to now watch it live, fucking finally. Um, And I watched an hour of Raw and it was back when when Seth Rollins came out and his big ass red clown shoes. (laughs) And I watched that part and I'm like, what the, what, what has happened? What has happened to WWE? Like you, the last time I watched, literally the last time I watched was when The Rock defeated CM Punk for the title. And although that at that point that was a bad booking decision to have The Rock be the one to dethrone CM Punk, I was still invested into it. And now coming today, you've got Seth Rollins who does nothing but <laughs> big ass gross teeth, and he's fucking he's wearing clown shoes, and then the Miz just goes. What are those? It's like, <laughs> are you fucking kidding? Like, you know, 
majority of your fans are not fucking nine-year-old kids, right? It's it's honestly like they cater for one one person, like the, the, the children, and they forget about everyone else. And this is WWE's biggest problem. Um, and I think I probably said it on the last time we recorded that WWE is way too bright, it's way too commercialized, it's way too mainstream. That's what I don't like, and that's what I do like about AEW, is that it feels still underground. You have to be a fan to appreciate it, and that's what I do like about AEW. Uh, going into WrestleMania this year, there are rivalries that I am invested for. The Bloodline, the whole, uh, actually, Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes. Uh, Heather, I agree 100% with you, with Cody Rhodes. How did, I, how did he get there, Tim? I'm How the fuck did he get yeah. to WrestleMania? I have said, you can go back on my show, Dummies <laughs> Dummies for Wrestling, and, and you can go back and listen. I have said all along that Cody Rhodes, to me, is nothing more than a mid-carder. That's all yeah. I see him as. That's all I ever will see him as. And I actually think that he's going to lose at Mania. Fuck, I and, hope uh, so. I do, I do too. The reason being is because they mentioned that in May, Roman Reigns is a thousand days as champion. Why would they mention that if he was going to lose at Mania? Mm. Um, but that rivalry still, I'm invested because uh, I, I, who knows? Everyone's saying that Cody's going to walk away with the titles, but I'm here thinking maybe he won't. And I, I would fucking love it if Roman walked away with the championship because you watch all the marks cry. Um, <laughs> Dominic versus Rey Mysterio. This is a match that I've been – I've heard online that people are just butchering, just saying, oh, it's shit, Dominic, Dominic Mysterio is shit. And I was once that person. Now, as I will still say that Dominic Mysterio needs work in doing promos, but as a heel, he's doing a fucking good job because he's got so much heat behind him. It's great. And that match there, we all know what's going to happen. Rey Mysterio is going to break and then say, that's it, you and me, WrestleMania. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But that's a match that I'm invested on. There's other matches that I do not give a fuck about. <laughs> Rob, what's funny? I'm sorry. Cat, Scott's cat was really distracting me. <laughs> 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 How long is that cat going to be perched on the back of that chair? Right, better writing than some of the shit that shit in WWE. Rob was yeah. more interested in Scott's cat. Let's have Scott's cat versus fucking Rhea Ripley instead of oh. Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley. <laughs> Look, I would be more invested in that than I am Omos versus Brock Lesnar. Oh, my. Okay, okay. Here's this match here: Omos versus Brock Lesnar. I'm actually. It, it's kind of like when Donald Trump was running for president. I was like, you know what? Let's do it. Let's see how fucked up this can be. It's kind of the same thing. Almost versus Brock Lesnar. It's gonna be horrible. But I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of there. I'm, I, I want to see how bad it's gonna be. Um, what's the other match that really did nothing? Oh, that's this right. The other woman's Bian- one, the yeah. raw one. Yeah. Bianca Belair versus Oscar, like with her hair. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's funny because as a performer, Bianca Belair is fucking flawless. Yes. She is so good. Yes. But as a character, I could give a shit less. She is boring as fuck. I, I prefer watching Jade Cargill than Bianca Belair as a character. Wow. Oh, man, that's saying something. As a character, not a performer. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, WWE, they, they just don't cater to to us anymore. It's, it's the kids. It's the kids' show where AEW caters to the real wrestling fan, if you want to call it. And um, to ask you a question, where... though, Tim, about that, yeah. 
Yeah. Don't you think there is a lot of young wrestling fans, though? Like, when I used to go as a kid to wrestling matches, it was all, I remember it was all kids. And I remember, like, the merch, like, money mm-hmm. is in the kids, right? Do you think that maybe that's why they, that's the market? They're like, fuck this, AEW wants to be gory, bloody, we're going to be PG, and we're going to get them kiddies to watch, and it's going to be safe for the whole family. Do you think that's their train of thought, maybe? Probably. Yeah, right. I mean, well, you go you go back to when we were kids, right? Back when I was a kid, it was the Attitude Era. I was watching WCW Nitro at the time with the NWO. Um, but back then, it was edgy, like Stone Cold flipping off people. You had, like, girls living up at the top. Like, I'm, I'm a fucking, what, 12-year-old kid, and that shit is like, holy crap, this is nuts. You go nowadays, 12-year-old kids are watching people come out in clown shoes going, <laughs> like, that's not fun. See, that's where the five-year age gap between you and I make a difference, right? So I was watching that shit. Hulk Hogan, the good guy, Ultimate Warrior, the good guy, PC. It became edgy when I was a teenager. Well, I was five years older than you, right? So I was like 17. So I get what you're saying. We're we're experiencing it from two different eyes, right? I'm going back in time to when it was like, take your vitamins, say your prayers. And you're like middle finger dropping f-bombs drinking beers right like very different experiences to young people watching wrestling that's interesting and, and yeah. I think, i'm a uh, hundred years older than all of you so. <laughs> <laughs> and I was around when wrestling was invented <laughs> i remember i remember when tv came on and i could watch it at home i was like oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i also think you know wwe caters towards the more friendly family friendly audience but they also cater to their investors they want yes. to make sure yes. their investors and stockholders are happy that is yep. their number one thing yep. yeah Good point. We're, we're aew like when a when mjf yelled out you fucking mark to tony yeah. khan like it's it's stuff like that where you're like oh shit was that part of the show or did mjf go off script you don't know and no, no one will ever know there's all speculation that he got fined and all that stuff but who really knows? No one really knows unless you're in the business. And that's what makes AEW a better product because there's so much more realism and um, a blur of reality compared to WWE. Yeah. And WWE, like Robin Scott said it perfectly, the, the bloodline story is great, but at the same time, it it, it is getting a, a tad bit predictable, especially with the Sami Zayn, versus, uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus the uh, Usos. We all knew that they were going to team up. Just... I just kind of wish that they threw a curveball or something like that. Um, Gunther versus Drew and Sheamus. We all knew it was going to be a triple threat. They let it go for a while, and then everyone predicted, oh, it's a triple threat. Cool. We knew it was going to happen. Throw a curveball or something like that. Make it interesting, you know? That's my uh, that's my thoughts on WWE at the moment. Um, AEW. <sighs> you, you know, <laughs> before, before Revolution, before Revolution, the pay-per-view, um... Uh, I I was struggling to really get invested in the pay-per-view as a whole. There was matches that I was excited for. The Iron Man match, obviously. Uh, I was keen for Moxley versus Hangman Page. Um, there were other matches I was interested in. For example, the Elite versus the um, House of Black mm. that I knew was going to be a great match. It's just I feel like they, they, they rushed into that way too quickly. Um, but now after Revolution is said and done, that pay-per-view is fucking great from start to finish almost. Um, now I'm a little more invested in AEW and I'm finding this is to be an actual thing with AEW and me is that they'll do a crazy, insane, great pay-per-view and then it will get me invested into the product and then it will kind of die down 
until the next pay-per-view and it will start all over again. They, I think, I think yeah. what it is with them where WWE ends storylines with pay-per-views, it's mm-hmm. almost as if AEW starts storylines with their pay-per-views. Yeah, kind or, or continues yeah. them. Yeah. yeah, or continues them. And sometimes you don't know when it's going to end, like John Moxley and Hangman Page. Exactly. I feel like my Tim's son will be 50 watching the two of them fight <laughs> yeah. still, honestly. I mean, we have the same oh, thoughts about JAS and uh, JAS and the Blackpool Combat Club, yeah. too. That would have yeah. forever. Oh, yeah. Be careful. Don't say it too many times. It might come back again. <laughs> yeah, that Moxley hangman thing, how they didn't blow that off after a Texas death match, I don't know. Yeah. Like to exactly. keep it going is ridiculous. Because what are they gonna exactly. do next? We're gonna have another exploding barbed wire death match now. I mean, come on, just <laughs> God no. <laughs> I don't know. They'll make their own version of Hell in a Cell or something like something, that. Something, yeah. Yeah. It's cell in a hell or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, they, they let stuff go on for too long uh, yeah. with their pay-per-views. Yeah, but, like, I don't know. I feel that there's good things happening in AEW. The 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 pillars the other day that happened with MJF and the other three, um, I thought that pro, I thought that, that promo was fucking great. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I loved it how MJF called Sammy Guevara the um, in seven months I'll propose to a new girl, Guevara. <laughs> that was great. There were so many, there were so many uh, hits that happened that I thought were great. And look, everyone's speculating that it's going to be a fatal four way. And I, and I hope it is, but then someone, I was listening to another podcast and they said, what if it's MJF versus jungle boy? And then after that's done, he's versus Sammy Guevara. And then that's done versus Darby. And I'm like, uh, I don't like that. That's way too drawn out. Just do a fatal four way. It will be a great match. Get it done. Um, there's things like that that I'm invested in, but then there's things like fucking Hobbs, Will Hobbs and the TNT title that it's like, what goes through your head with booking? You had Wardlow beating Samoa Joe only to lose. Like what, what goes through your head? Where's Wardlow now? Wardlow's now once again, been pushed down to dark. I don't know. Where has he been? Is he uh, hurt? Uh, is he well, hurt? it's only been one episode so far that he hasn't been around, so. I know, I but then, he was hurt. I mean, I mean, maybe he could be, be but then yeah. when he comes back, what's he going to do? Feud with Hobbs again? Like, it's like, it's a rivalry we've kind of done with. And what? It, it wouldn't surprise me if, if Wardlow comes back, takes the title off of Hobbs, and they just go back and forth. That's not good writing to me. I mean, that's maybe, maybe he will, maybe Wardlow will set his sights on the belt, the like MJF's title. See, that's the thing, because... Wardlow, I could see a guy being the one to take it from MJF. Mm-hmm. Not yeah, now. I'm thinking yeah. 2024. Okay, yeah. When he builds yeah. up a little bit more is what you're thinking, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. The problem is that that relies on AEW knowing how to properly build somebody, and they just don't. I mean, when we talk about Wardlow, that guy, after he squashed MJF at double or nothing, he was white hot. And they put the TNT title on him and then did nothing. Yeah. Just exactly. absolutely. And he cooled off so much that at this point, when Wardlow comes on, I'm like, who gives a shit? I mean, yeah, he's, like, he still gets a huge pop, though. But, but Wardlow isn't that great. I'm just going to, like, someone like Ricky Stark. Like, let's look at where Ricky Stark was six months ago and mm-hmm. where he is now. He mm-hmm. comes out and I'm like, fuck yeah. Right. You know who I want to see live? Him. Yeah. Like, but I want to see long? him, right? Oh, how for long a while. Before they, he's going to ride a long how time. How long before they fucking just send him home and don't use him anymore? I mean, Miro was the hottest thing in the company for a minute. Where has he been? Nobody even nah. knows what the fuck. Well, I, I don't think, think that I will think happen with, Miro, with Ricky. I think with Miro, there must be something going on backstage where... Yeah, I think he's kind of a dick, actually. Suits. 
Well, yeah. who knows? Who knows? It could be Tony Khan being a dick. Like, no one knows. Yeah, That's true. the thing. Good point. Um, there I was mean, rumors. They, yeah. We see them do that all the time, though. Time and time again, they heat these guys up, and then they don't use them anymore. They just disappear. And so then when they do bring them back, it's it's like starting all over. Nobody cares. Exactly. Exactly. And it's the same with, like, they'll build them up so much that they'll win the title, and then they'll just plateau. Uh, perfect yeah. example is Hangman Page. Yes. When he won the title, he did nothing with it. It was a boring champion, and I couldn't yeah. wait for him to lose. Well, the thing yeah. with Hangman Page is I think the money with Hangman Page is in the chase, right? The, yeah. the compelling thing with, with Hangman Page is that he's the guy chasing the title. And you always want to see him win it. And then when he does, it's kind of like, okay, his story's done now. <laughs> and you're just yeah. waiting for him to drop it again. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, Dusty Rhodes made an entire fucking legendary career out of just being the guy who was the chasing the title. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes me, because like, yeah, with people like Wardlow and Hangman and stuff like that, it makes me wonder once they, because like you said, building up to that chase, they're great at the chase. But uh, I think their characters, like in-ring characters with their personalities they have a hard time setting up feuds for people like that. Like they just aren't, they don't have that charisma or the aggression like someone like MJF or Moxley did or uh, Omega. Like every one of those, everybody's matches in that, you know, holding the title belt of them have been great so far. And yeah. I think it's just because, yeah, like I think it's just they're having a hard time figuring out who to place against hangman to build up a story to make a good mm-hmm. rivalry same with Wardlow, like that i think it's their personality just it's hard to find someone to be the exact opposite of that you yeah. have to have charisma either in your body language or on the mic that yeah. is how you survive in wrestling yeah actually uh-huh. you don't have to be that fucking good you just have to be able to come down and sell your image and Wardlow, i'm sorry he's a dime a dozen I think he's great. That's great. But he's nothing special. Another big guy will come along and do exactly what he does unless there's something else he can offer. They're always like Ricky Stark isn't the most talented wrestler in the world. The guy can deliver a promo and he's only going to get fucking better. And he's only going to get more impressive. Right. So it's it's that to me is what makes it right. Like that's what sets them apart from being what you said it perfectly. Cody Rhodes being a mid Carter, because let's be real. He's not great at either one. He's running a lot on his family name. Let's call his fate his fate, right? So, yeah. like, it's – and that's fine. I would run on my family fucking name, too, if I was a Rhodes. Of course I would, right? Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's just my thought. Rob, you were going to say something? Well, I was just talking about Wardlow. You know, unfortunately for him, he's in AEW, and they don't know how to book big men. I mean, yeah. look at all of the big men they've had in that company. They've never known what to do with any of them. It's not just Wardlow. It's Brian Cage. It's Lance Archer. Mm. It's, uh, you know, big bill. Yeah. But yeah. yeah they, big bill. Big good bill, example. Yeah. They just, they don't know how to book these guys. And so they end up just kind of doing nothing with them. I mean, they, Brian Cage sat home for God knows how long where they didn't use him at all. And then for some reason, his contract was up ready to expire and Tony Khan renewed it, which <laughs> made no sense to me. Well, I think it's, he renewed it to get him because he's, he's featured on uh ring of honor quite a bit now. Okay. Right. Well, I don't, I don't watch that. Because he's one of the champions, isn't he? Yes. Get a real TV deal, and then I'll watch you. (laughs) (laughs) Was there anything else you wanted to add, Tim, about AEW and thoughts you had on where it's at now? Not real. I think we'll go into it the the longer we talk, but at the moment, no. Okay. So we'll move into – I think we're at a perfect place to move into story development. So Mm -hmm. I I know this (laughs) this has been something that – I've teased him quite about indicating that he needs a lifetime film for every single match that that exists. Um, and I'll be very clear. Story development isn't huge for me. Never has, never will be. 
I can go and watch two dudes fight, and if they're talented in the ring, I don't fucking care. I don't need a story to be invested. Now, that's me, right? Mm -hmm. So, by no stance, Tim has made it very clear, and I think that this came out a lot with the uh, the women's, the most recent women's thing in AEW, right? That's where we started it. Um, Right? Do you want to talk about, like, I don't know where you want to start off with your thoughts on story development, if you want to start with that example, or... Look, okay, the, the, the thing about stories, and you and me have gone back and forth on our, on our chat that no one will see except the four of us. For me personally, um, every match, no matter what it is, every match has a story. And you can go into the psychology of the actual match itself, but the, even just story-wise of two wrestlers fighting or two teams fighting, there's, there's a story there. They're battling for supremacy. They're battling for rankings, that's a story, right? Then you've got other stories. Let's go back in time to some of the greatest stories. For example, Austin versus Vince McMahon. Now, imagine if that story, everyone knows that story, right? Yeah, yeah. of course. Austin versus McMahon. It was one of the best of all time. That whole rivalry was fucking great. Imagine if they just randomly said, oh, Stone Cold's going to be fighting Vince McMahon tonight on Raw. People would be like, What? What the fuck? There's been no build-up. There's been no explanation. There's been no reasoning as to why they're fighting. That's exactly what happened with Soraya and Tony Storm and the others. We had Soraya return, come back, do a few things with Britt Baker, and then next week she's just fuck you to the fans. What? Well, Where no, did that, this come that isn't from? that isn't what happened, Tim. What happened was there was the three ladies. There was yeah. there was um who's the other lady that's not there anymore? There was, thank you. So the yeah. three of them were talking about who was gonna face. You saw the slight heel turn when Brit when uh, sorry, Soraya went on and on about Tori's Tony Storm and blew off the other chick. That that was story. Like any wrestling fan would know that that was a starting of a heel turn because yeah, they said the chick isn't people. good enough, right? And no, we're going to do it. So there was something. It okay, just wasn't right. as strong as it could have been, right? It should have been what you're saying is it should have been more than that. Yes. That wasn't enough. Yeah. Do you know what would have helped build that story? Because right now, the story of these women, I'm, I'm, I'm so much more invested into it now than when it started because all I needed was a fucking line of dialogue. One mm. line. That's all I needed. We are this. We are teaming up because blah, 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 blah. Now they've done that. Now I'm like, all right, cool. This is good. Let's get invested. And and I think that this whole takeover, I love a takeover story, man. NWO was my fucking jam. But I think that if they continue with it, it could be something great and actually bring purpose to the women's division that is quite honestly really needed at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously they need to grow their little staple. Hey, I've got an idea. Bring in Athena. She was an ex WWE person. She has been treated wrong. The, the same as the others. She'd be perfect fit for it. Um, yeah, there's and rumors. Athena, and Athena is healed now on ring. Of exactly. Honor. It's, it's a perfect fit. Um, other options. <laughs> a lot of people are saying the, the Bellas, which, God, don't please. But, oh my God! Um, Monet, Monet is what they. Can bring yeah, in. her Mandy Rose is another name they could bring in. And I believe um, isn't Mandy Rose on Ring of Honor now? I think too. No, she hasn't been seen since being oh, okay. released. Um, but that whole story could be great. But all they they just started it really poorly. They did. And another story that was pretty much the same was, and I know Heather's going to disagree with me, was the Elite versus House of Black. 
And the reason that I got annoyed with that is why would you think I would disagree with you? Because there was no story. Oh, I their match like the House of Black. So <laughs> I just don't like the House of Black. I just don't like the House of Black. Yeah. No, no, I don't care she's, for them. Oh, she's she's effectively wrong about this. They're just not my thing. I get that people like them. That's okay. I, I don't find them anything special. I think wow. it's been there, done that, personally for me. I, I like, hey, they, they sell themselves to the crowd. But the difference between me and other wrestling fans is this. I can sit back and say, hey, it's not for me, but you know what? It puts bums in seats, fucking rock on. Like, yeah, I don't see. have to like every single fucking match. I don't. You're, you're not Be a fucking mark. <laughs> i guess not like i just look at it like it's not for me i i wasn't invested in that match anyway no matter what the storyline would have been to be honest like i could care less but um okay yeah so like anyway curry continue <laughs> so the, the thing about that is like so house of black to me i fucking love house of black i mean buddy matthews is um great and that's not just because he's australian i'm not rooting for my hometown boy but i just love buddy no matthews. you don't like the aussie boys i remember they came out a couple weeks ago and i messaged oh. you like, Aussie who the open. fuck are these guys? Oh Aussie Open, fuck them. Yeah. I know, I know they're good and everyone likes them. I don't care. Um, they are awesome. <laughs> but back when the trio titles were announced, the first thing that came to my mind is, oh, the Elite versus House of Black. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a fucking great program. And they just, they, they kind of wasted it. Like, those two teams were the, and it wasn't just me. It was, I was listening to other podcasts where people were saying those two teams could have torn the house down with a story, with these titles. They could have done a program for months and months and months, much like the the Death Triangle versus Elite. And it was just announced randomly. It's like, oh, we're just going to shoehorn this match into the card. Where you go. You happy? And it's like, no, I'm not. Because there could have been something more to it. They could have developed a slow burn means everything in professional wrestling. You know what, Tim? You're going to plot twist. You're right. They knew they had that. They knew they had that Winnipeg match. And let me tell you, fucking Canadians, it doesn't matter if the wrestler's a fucking heel. I saw Edge when he was at the height of his heel. We almost tore the fucking ACC down when he came out to beat John Cena. And he fucking lost. And people Mm. still stayed around giving him a standing ovation. Canadians suck the dick of any Canadian superstar that shows up. They should have started. They knew they were coming to Manitoba and Winnipeg. Kenny is from Winnipeg. They should have fucking built that shit up for weeks. I agree with you. That was a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. And the weird thing is, like, Thank I you. figured what was going to happen welcome. was going to be, yeah, what what I thought was going to happen was going to be, like, what uh, happened with Death Triangle and the Elite, which was, you know, they started the story at the pay-per-view and just kind of built it up after that. But, no, they're going House of Black and JAS, which is weird. Because no. I was like, I didn't know. It's going to be super weird. Not going to lie. That's like, a super weird mix. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, because JAS is not a trio team. It's a whole freaking faction. But because, um, yeah, even like just this last Rampage, Daniel Garcia versus Brody King was a thing. And then fucking Jericho came out and used Floyd the Bat on uh, fucking Brody King, knocked him out, and Garcia won it. So, like, this is going to be an ongoing feud between House of Black and JAS now, which I'm going, this should have been the elite in House of Black. I'm not, how did JAS get involved? Like, this is, but I'm not going to argue. Kenny Omega and Adam Page getting back together in the bromance. Exactly. Right. There's another story going there, it looks like. Right. Yeah, but that's another story that, and, and I'm not shitting on it yet, but. You have the the elite with Hangman Page. Let's, let's just call him the elite. 
versus the Blackpool Combat Club. Is Brian Danielson going to come back and join them? Because No, he's sad. He had to go home and he's sad, Tim. Is he even in the Blackpool Combat Club anymore? He hasn't been seen with them for fucking months. Yeah, with Daniel... sure. kind of Oh, shit. Yeah, for shit. I forgot that he was in there. Yeah, yeah. He, he kind of went on his own after uh, William <laughs> Regal was taken out. Yeah, exactly. when, when, when Regal left, they should have just disbanded that whole thing. Because it yeah. doesn't work anymore. It's not... He was not the whole, he was the one who put it together. It was his mm-hmm. thing, and exactly. now he's gone. And Danielson's just off doing his own thing. And you got Mox and Yuta running around, and mm-hmm. yeah. now they're heels. Now this terrible music. Well, that's the thing. Like, are Blackpool Combat Club heels? Because yes, yes they're, they're portrayed as heels, but they're heels now because uh, and ROH they're building the story there too. And Wheeler Yuta's cheating in his pure ROH championship now, where he's like, where he's throwing a closed fist punch where that gets you disqualified like behind ref's backs oh. and stuff like that uh claudio oh, is coming out and That's helping so yeah exactly and then yeah claudio's been a lot more vicious and mean-spirited like in his uh matches so, so and, john's, so they... and john's not letting go of the hold when the referee says so exactly he's hold <laughs> never been done before i'm sorry that shit is so fucking boring like oh, i'm God. like Drain. Thank God they got that pure title <laughs> off AEW. There is nothing that was more boring in the world than those stupid pure ma- pure matches. My God. Humphrey yeah. doesn't like anything so, pure. That's why. So so sorry. So you're saying, Scott, you're saying that basically for us to understand the story in AEW, we need to watch Ring of Honor. It's kind yes. of seeming that way, yes. That's shit. Yeah, I, because no, I don't people. think so. You, they make it pretty clear. Mox holds on to holds longer than he should. and They, like they made it clear that they're heels. And they but... beat people up in AEW. It's just shitty. It's a storyline. It's just boring. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> yeah. And, it's yeah. and it's continuing into the other promotions. Because like, Mox isn't in ROH at all. So it's just uh, since Claudio and Wheeler, that is where they hold their belts, of course, they are bringing their characters from AEW's heel turn over to that now as well. It's just, you don't have to watch that, but it just kind of adds to it. Well, it makes it complimentary, which is smart on Tony Khan's part, right? Yes. Like, he's trying he to make you to watch, watch both, both, right? Yeah. You know what mm-hmm. storyline shouldn't have ended? Ricky Stark and MJF. I know I keep going back to that, but that was... Yeah. Why did they? Well, why did that end? Why not have another know, match? You know They're how trying I to build Ricky Wardlow. Starks. Uh, yeah, you know how I said Wardlow could be the one to dethrone MJF? I also think Ricky Starks mm-hmm. could be also another contender to the throne. I think that that story is going to do a whole 360 and come back around. I hope to so. It. I think it will too. They can't, but they couldn't keep it going because they're not going to take the title off MJF. No. no so no. he's just going to, you know, and how many times can we watch Ricky Starks lose to him before we're like, all right, this guy sucks? Good point. Good so point. Let's, Ron, yeah. That's point. why they gave him Jericho. They're like, go fight yeah. Jericho. Yeah. <laughs> Jericho's Which... so good at beating, putting people over. Like, oh, that is. is what. A fucking CM Punk should be. I mean, it's a shame that he's not good as he Jericho. Learned, Jericho learned a lot from Punk, and they were in the locker room together. Yeah. <laughs> learned about putting other people over and Absolutely. helping out the younger talent. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Look, look what it did for Action Jackson. Action Jackson. <laughs> that guy. Yeah, God. that's me and Rob's nickname for Action Andretti. Yeah. <laughs> that guy. He, I'm, he needs a new name. You can't call yourself it's Action. It's so Andretti bad. And expect yeah. me not to call you Action Jackson. And now Sounds I just like jo- Scott and I joked about it so much that now I just call him that. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's his name to me. <laughs> that's fucking great. Now I'm gonna now, call him that now. A storyline that got saying. screwed up, Tim. I want to hear your opinions on this. So yeah. do you remember the Jungle Boy and Christian storyline, right? It yeah. was really hot. And then Christian yeah. got hurt. Yeah. And they had to side set 
do you think there's any way because that really took the steam out of it let's be real like it was building 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 and and you can't help if a guy gets hurt especially when you have these older wrestlers you know we all know as you get older like fuck i hurt my neck sleeping last night i'm turning 40 that's why rob's not interested in me once young 20 year olds not old 40 bitches that hurt their neck sleeping but like that's way too old (laughs) yeah my hip hurts and i don't know if i slept funny on it or if it's gonna rain i have no idea (laughs) but like tim how like first story like how do you deal with that like how would you deal with that as a writer you're building up the storyline your buddy gets hurt the guy gets Mm -hmm. hurt what do you do do you think there's any solution or no um it's a hard question because one i I didn't know how long i can't remember how long christian was actually it was a while wasn't it let's say it was three months Okay. It was. Let's, let's they say. were supposed to have their first. Uh, the, that match was supposed to be it all out, yeah. and that was in what um, September, and that was when yeah. they came out and Luchasaurus so attacked Jungle Boy, and they did the squash. Yeah. Mm. What What I think. Look, I, I'm not a writer, obviously, but what I think would have been cool was you had that match between Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, right? And then that was it. They kind of stopped the rivalry, but what? Why did that have to stop? Now, maybe mm. there was – I heard that there was a problem with uh, Luchasaurus's masks and they were going through the whole court case or anything like oh, that about it. That um, so maybe that's a reason. But let's just let's just take that off the table and say that's not, uh, a, a, not a reason at the moment. Let, why don't we have Luchasaurus continue his beatdown on Jungle Boy but have – I mean, Christian's injured. Yeah, he can't go in the ring. He can still come out and cut a promo. He can still shoot videos and, and have it screen up on the Titantron. Let's slowly build that build up more and more and more over the course of three months. Some people might say, ah, oh, that's way too long. That's way too rush. But the way they did it was to just completely stop the rivalry. And then like, what, a week, maybe two weeks before the pay-per-view, Christian returns? Yeah. Like, I think it would be better if for a slower build. Because the one-off match between Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy, it was kind of like, well, is that it? Luchasaurus has been dominant for weeks now, and you're going to have him lose once, and he's gone? Yeah. Yeah, this, the yeah. split between those two could have made for a better story, and it could have given Jungle Boy something to do and kept him on TV until Christian was ready to come back. Uh, the the storyline went on much longer than it should have. But I understand because yeah. he got hurt. I didn't have a problem with him doing the match and, and wrapping it up at Revolution. It looks like, and hopefully this is the end of that now, and we're going to move on to something else. Yeah, because I was going to well, say, yeah. like, I think when the, because what I think they could have done, like, because like you were saying, the story lost steam because of Christian's injury, you know, either kept the feud going with uh, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus in one way or another, or when Christian came back, have the feud restart being rekindled and build up towards double or nothing, not up that revolution. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, let it, let, let it burn a little bit, simmer a little more. Yeah. Simmer. Yeah. Kind of reignite it basically. hundred percent. I'm going to read a quote from Tony Khan. Now we all know Tony Khan and I just Googled Tony. Khan. Yeah. Tony Blokana. Um, <laughs> how many, how many writers work for AW? Cause there's tons of writers in WWE and it just came up with this one quote, and Tony Tony Khan says AEW doesn't need writers because he works with the top talent, so mm-hmm. they write th- for themselves. Mm-hmm. Does this sound like hashtag Circa Circa WCW? Anybody? I understand the the um, the impulse to do it, and I understand why the talent would love that, but I think that sometimes it just doesn't work. You no. they need. 
you don't need a whole team of people like WWE has to get involved because their stuff is too scripted and boring for the most part because of it. But you um, you need some people there to to work with these guys. Look, right. look, look at it this way. Look at it this way. Us four right now are talking about storylines and, and, and how things could go. This would be a perfect example. I'm not saying that we should be writers for AEW. I'm not. I am. Tony fucking... Khan, half a million you dollars. Tony Khan. got me. <laughs> and blow. But four people. <laughs> I assume there's yeah. plenty of that around. Pay me and blow. But have four people who are passionate, who know everything, who know the history of wrestling, who know the rivalries from the fucking 50s all the way to now, have like four writers. Just in a room, that's their job. Their job is every day. They come together. They're like, how are we going to get this person over? How are we going to do this? Tony Khan can come and say, we can't do this because blah, blah, blah is injured. Uh, this court case is going on. We can't do that. But have like four writers. And then get the talent involved. Like, don't have them yeah. create their story, but have them input. Exactly. Well, or they you have talent that you can free. Like, here's the reality. There's people that can freestyle. Yes. And there's the people MJF. that should never be allowed to touch the mic. Exactly. That when they get on the mic, we're all like, oh, God, mm-hmm. please stop. And, like, not everybody gets everything. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? I mean, going back so. to what you said about WCW, you took the words right about, right out of my mouth. Um, <laughs> I was watching old school WCW uh, a year ago before the network was taken down. And the one thing that I noticed that WCW did a lot was every time they'd have, like, uh, Mean Gene would come out for an interview – like with someone after the after the ring, after the match, the the wrestler would continue to talk, and me and Gene were there trying to pull the microphone back, going, "Oh, we're out of time." But then, especially Ric Flair, he was the worst for it. He used to just keep grabbing the microphone and talking, and then like they'd have to cut to commercial, but Ric Flair's still talking. It's like the wrestlers didn't care about the cues; they didn't care about the time slots, anything like that. And yeah, you were right. Like going to like the early 2000s of WCW, it was a circus. It was a madhouse. Fucking you had Hulk Hogan and Kevin Nash running the show. Of course, they're putting themselves over. Finger finger poke of doom was a perfect example. Mm -hmm. It was these things that really ruined WCW. And and look what look what it led to. Is that what's going to happen to AEW? And that's the thing. I just froze. So I'm just going to turn off my camera. Um, So you guys don't have to stare at my frozen face. I agree with you, Tim. And I think that we talked about before not learning from past mistakes. Like AEW has the opportunity right now to be mm-hmm. what WWE or WCW could not be. Yeah. Um, and I do think they need writers as an outline. I do think you can have talent that can ad live. I do think you have talent that can say, no, no, this is what the dialogue should be. No, no, here's my ideas, but you need to have a backup. And I feel like Con- Tony Khan's too busy trying to be the cool kid that's offering everybody like the opportunity to be their authentic selves. And he's like, I'm so different. I'm not like WWE, though I'm yeah. glad they're not no longer doing the comparisons they were doing. I got real tired of that well, shit. Um, I mean, QTV this week. I know. Fuck. I hated that so much. Yeah. Somebody <laughs> Honestly, in the room somewhere painful. should have said no. That's that's yeah. the kind of segment yeah. where this company needs uh-huh. somebody to go. No, I'm not doing that. Because that's where like the whole KFAP thing comes in with uh, AEW. Um, before or after Revolution, Wardlow had made an Instagram story saying how his car got broken into and that the belt was gone, all his gear was gone. Now that makes me wonder, okay, was that real or was that storyline to add? Because then QTV thing happens. 
and you find out they were the ones that broke into the car. So it makes me wonder if they just kind of took a real life thing that happened to Wardlow and then just kind of went with it as a storyline afterwards now. But like doing it yeah. with the QTV thing just made me just go, Ugh, I, I don't think anything's fuck? real on wrestling. I'm sorry. I never thought that broken in car thing was real. Maybe it's too many years of watching stuff from Stone Cold Steve Austin breaking into Brian Philman's house and him <clears throat> pretending to shoot him with a gun that I just don't buy anything in wrestling being real. The fact that MJF told that story about a car crash and hundreds of people called the police department yeah. is fucking concerning. I'm yeah. sorry. Do you think some guy's going to go on national television and be like, oh, yeah, I framed a chick for murder? Like, are you completely new? Like, I, mm-hmm. I think that there's some wrestling fans that really need to understand this is a show and this is nothing's real. And if it is real, like when someone does get really hurt, if you've been watching wrestling long enough, you know yeah. when someone's really hurt because they move the camera away. There's a different tone that people use, especially like when Owen Hart fell from the ceiling. Anyone who yeah. was watching that, like you learned real quick. <laughs> that wasn't planned, right? But I don't know. And I and I guess it kind of bridges into fan toxicity. I think it's really concerning that we have a female wrestler that doesn't feel comfortable being on Twitter anymore because of what people are saying to her. I think we really need to, you know, evaluate ourselves as fans and understand this is entertainment. Like, this mm-hmm. is not, <laughs> like, real life. Yeah, you know? that shit, I mean, that shit's been happening since wrestling's been alive. Like, when you look at Shawn Michaels, who was attacked. Um, yeah, but you're right, I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah, and, like, wrestlers, I think it was X-Pac, maybe I'm wrong, who was stabbed. No, Jake, sorry, Jake the Snake Roberts was stabbed. Yeah. Um, You had recently where the fan jumped up and attacked Seth Rollins because he thought that yep. Seth Rollins stole, stole his money. Yeah. So, like, it's it's unfortunately not going to stop. Because people yeah. are gullible and there's mental health involved with yeah. these things. And, um, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and wrestling fans, hmm, I'm going to try to say this nicely. When you go to events, I don't know what it's like in Australia, Tim. But there's people oh. there. I expect children not to be able to separate between reality and fiction. I'm pretty mm. sure there's some grown-ass men that also can't separate between reality and fiction yeah. that are at these events, too. Sad and they sometimes take it to a limit that is questionable for me. Like, get into it, have fun, like, fucking cheer for your guy, boo for your guys. But, like, you shouldn't get that upset when MS- MJF is telling you you're swine and stuff. Like, you should know that's part of the show. You know, yeah, exactly. like, it's yeah. part it's of the job. show. That's his job. You know, yeah. you shouldn't be – I don't know. I feel like there was someone that we saw getting really upset when we saw went to AEW. But maybe I'm just messing it up with another pay-per-view I went to. I don't remember seeing anybody. But maybe, yeah. Yeah, it was, I don't know. I just, I think sometimes wrestling fans are just too gullible. I I think everything is fake. Nothing is real. (laughs) Until I see, like, something on the news. Then I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) Something that's not on a wrestling news site. Yeah, of course. Yes. Yes, right? But, um, but yeah, I think your story development points were very clear, Tim. Honestly, I, I think it was good to have a conversation. As great as you are as a solo host... There's no one to bounce stuff off of you. That's and that true. Daniel was good for that, but he didn't watch it enough. So it ended yeah. up you telling him everything that happened and him just yeah, making he's fun shit. of it. <laughs> we love you, Luffy. Right? I don't. <laughs> now, I saw some interesting critique about, and I know this wasn't part of our thing, but I think Robin Scott and I talked about it how Tony Khan needs to stop doing special announcements. Oh, and please. how, like, <laughs> 
Please. <laughs> the last one was, wasn't it like, I'm really excited to announce there's a TV show. <laughs> like, everyone's like, wow. A reality <laughs> show. Who cares? I, I, well, and also, he did the thing with the belt, too. Yeah, the special belt announcement. We're renaming <laughs> the belt that no one gives a shit about. We're giving it a different name. We're not changing anything about yeah. it. We're giving it a different name. But shut up. Who cares? And then, like, but then to like tie it in, go. It's thanks to Shazam that we're making it the international title. Like, yeah. No, what? Stop. What stop. the fuck's that have to do with Shazam? Call it the yeah. Shazam title. Who cares? I don't care what the thing's called. I don't care about that belt at all. Tim's like, why don't you Shazam some of these belts and get them out of here? So yeah. they've got so many belts. I mean, look, <laughs> they could have just changed the name to the international title, and I probably would have never even noticed that they did it if they hadn't made a thing about it. That's true. I really, I there's something that Tim said a couple of months ago, and it stood true. There are too many titles, and that ties into story development. How do you? Because every title should have a story. That is yes. something that should have a story. But when you have fucking like a billion titles, FTW, TBS, TNT, trios. Tag team, women's, men's. Yep. Am I missing international? Any? Oh, yeah, international. Yep. Yeah. Which by the, they, by the way, the last pay per view they had the international champion on in a tag team match, and he didn't even take the belt out of the ring with him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was just like, why? What are we Wait, doing? No, we was... don't need this title for anything. Well, because yeah. he wasn't uh, having a match for that belt, though. He was there for that tag. Yeah, but game. you see, like, Yuta wears his pure belt True. on out True. to AEW all the time. That's not even part of that company. I think that might just be <laughs> character because Orange Cassidy's lazy. Yeah, it's possible. I don't know. I, I just, I don't like the title. It's it's pointless. I don't I don't understand it. There's too but many. Yeah, there's, I and, think... you know, to Tim's point about story, I don't need a story weekly. Um, like for every match on Dynamite doesn't have to have a story behind it. The story can be it's their job, so they fight. That's what they do. I I watch boxing matches. I don't expect a story between the boxers. It's their job. They punch each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but what irritates me about story in AEW is they've got three months between pay-per-views. I shouldn't be getting to a pay-per-view and having matches just slapped together and thrown on the card for no reason. Yes, exactly. Your pay-per-view matches should be a big deal, and they should have – they don't all have to have story, but it should be more than a couple that feel like they they were just thrown together for the the card. There should be mostly stories going on at these pay-per-views when you've got only four a year quarterly. It's, it's It's almost like it's just laziness. I mean, we get to some of these pay-per-views, you're a week, you're a week. Hell, sometimes it's the night before on Rampage. I'm like, oh, tomorrow night, it's a, <laughs> these two are going to fight. Like, what the fuck? Right. Yeah. You had three months to do something with these two guys to make it something, and they just throw they just throw them together too often. Mm-hmm. And also, not everyone needs to be on a pay-per-view, and that's more directed at WWE. Mm. Um, not nowadays, but back when Vince was more in charge, especially WrestleMania, they used to just have matches just to have people on the cards it's like no. well they they did that i back in the day they did that because when it was actual pay-per-views where you had to pay 50 bucks to watch the royal rumble or whatever they wanted to yeah. get as many people on as possible because those guys got paid out extra money for those it was yeah. they got a cut of the amount of pay-per-view buys so it was a nice way to get a payday for some of the guys mm. so vince would try to get as many people on as he could um to you know give them some some extra money now I don't know how the payouts work for WWE pay-per-views because it's all subscriptions through Peacock and everything else. It's I don't know I don't know if they get any extra money for that. I have no idea. Yeah, right. That's a good question. 
Yeah, like, speaking yeah. of, like, the titles, though, I do want to bring up one thing that they should slim down, especially in AEW, slim down some of the titles, like the FTW title, yeah, international title, yeah, the TBS championship title, like, just scrap all those, but what I want, and what should be a thing, is there should be a women's tag team championship belts, because we don't have that, and... That would bring no, more attention. No, we to shouldn't. Women's no, we shouldn't. I wouldn't. There is a no world. I'm sorry, Scotty. No. I wouldn't be opposed to the idea oh. if they had women's tag teams, but That's, they don't yeah. have. Like, who are we going to have tag team with each other? Brit yeah. and Hater? Beat it would the be shit like out WWE's of everybody? got women's tag team titles, and they're just throwing random people together to put the belts on them. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, we need stronger talent. But I agree with you getting rid of that championship, though. <laughs> like, what does TBS stand for? What the fuck does TBS, TBS is stand for? It's, not, it's, it's the network so they're on. So is TNT. Oh! Yeah. It's named after the network that they're on. Got yeah. it. Okay. Mm. The FTW is on. What's that one? Sorry? That's that's a Taz's old belt from like ECW or some shit. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What are our thoughts on Hook? Do you guys like Hook? Or I, I wish he'd buy a fucking brush. Kid. Like, <laughs> I find it really hard that people are intimidated by this skinny kid. You know, not the body shame here, but like, they're like, oh yeah, fucking hook. And I'm like, oh yeah. He looks angry <laughs> and fluffy hair. And I mean, and like, I, he's got the, the thing with uh, that guy. What's his name? He's now dressing like he's part of the Black Panthers. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Stokely. Um, Stokely. Oh. Like, now they have a match. Yes, which has been, that is, I think this is more just the goofy wrestling that AEW likes to add in once in a while, because there has been a buildup with that, and like, I guess on Rampage, there was like a 20 minutes, like, not 20 minute segment, but a decent length segment of Matt Hardy trying to teach uh, Stokely how to wrestle in the ring, and it's just been, it was apparently really fucking hilarious, because Stokely is okay. a this. So it's, yeah. well, I think it's just more the comedy storyline aspect of that one, but the, I like Hook as a talent. Unfortunately, he is just going the way of Jade Cargill, though. Just squash match after squash match. Yeah. He, well, he's not he, ready. He's not ready for, for the spotlight that's been shown mm-hmm. on him. He's a meme wrestler, right? He got he got popular and he got over with the crowd by being Taz's son, who was showed up in all the segments with Team Taz when that was a thing, and just standing there. He never said mm-hmm. anything. He never did anything. He just mean mugged the camera. And it was something that the fans grabbed onto and started making a big deal out of. So he got over uh, basically as being a meme. And now he's wrestling. And I think it's it's just too soon for him. He's just not ready. He's He seems like a fine talent, uh, you know, uh, but just young and, and still developing. Um, yeah. so I don't I don't have a problem with him. I think he gets way much way too much attention for what he is, though. I mean, he's just he's not ready. Yeah, yeah like I, point. honestly, I wish I think something that would have helped more. I mean, not at least in the in ring stuff, but just kind of helped him more would have been like the Hookhausen thing because Danhausen with him was just kind of a fun, goofy combination of the guy that doesn't stop talking with the guy that's always just silent and the guy that's just kind of being silly where the guy's just stoic and quiet. And it's like mm-hmm. a good com- I like that could have been like a good combination tag team because they could use Danhausen more, they could use Hook more, and I think that could have built to something more than just that one match. Yeah, I'm not sure they really know what they're doing with Danhausen either. No, like I know, like the main reason they're sticking Danhausen with Orange Cassidy right now is because uh, I know Orange was responsible for getting Danhausen into AEW because they worked a lot on the independent circuit together. And they mm-hmm. are really good friends. And so I know that's kind of the reason why they're tied together. And plus, they're both goofy, gimmicky characters. 
Rogers. Yeah. So and and Danhausen Danhausen's great. Um yes. but they just they they don't know it's like they they only want him there to be a comedy character. They don't give a shit about what he can do in the ring. He's a and jester. I think that's I think it's a dis, yeah. it's a disservice to him because he he can actually go. If you go back and watch some of his matches, he's pretty good. Yeah, he's really um, good. But yes, I don't I don't think they really know how to book him other than just being the guy <laughs> who's outside the ring cursing people during the match. And, but, you know, I mean, I mean, what would you like have done with him? I don't know. Give him a match. How about that? <laughs> you know, like, actually, like, I, like, I think actually build a story with him feuding with somebody kind of like what they did for the, uh, what was it? The all out zero hour where he was feuding with uh QT and his guys. And he yeah. got super pissed and changed his makeup and came out looking like Pazuzu from exorcist and actually like, showed his real in-ring talent and kicked ass like yeah, yeah. of his old character things, back like things like that, that are, are good uh, would be a better use of him than what they are doing with him now which is just to be the guy who shows up to uh, to curse somebody and, and make an ass out of himself for the most part i mean you know look he, he's not he's not ever going to be the world champion and that's fine. He doesn't need to be the world champion. Um, but you know, he's he's a nice undercard guy that they could they could have do some they could do more with him, I think, than what they what they have done. And they and he sells merch. So that's like yeah. a big reason AEW love like and plus he's a really good friend with Tony Khan. Yeah, but but I feel like that shine's gonna rub off eventually. Like it's just going to get old yeah. if he if they don't find a way to do something more with him. Uh, I don't think he'll go away because, like you said, he's good friends with Orange Cassidy. He's good friends with Tony Khan. Hell, he's good friends with CM Punk. Yeah. I mean, Punk said that, you know, <laughs> when he film. won the title at All film. Out. <laughs> <laughs> when, he, when he won the title at All Out, he was wearing Danhausen's boots. Right. I mean, um, yeah. you know, they're, uh, so he's got a lot of friends in the, in the company. But I just I feel like he's got a lot more talent than what they're what they're using him for, you know. I mean, it would have been more interesting had they ditched that uh, RJ City guy on the pre-show for Revolution and just had Danhausen doing that stuff backstage with Yes, people. I completely yeah. agree. Yeah, that zero hour is just kind of boring because of that. There wasn't much there. Yeah. But, like, but no, yeah, I agree. Like they could have done, they could do some type of story with Danhausen, not make it like anything serious, just some like silly storyline, but to get him in the ring and actually feuding with somebody right. instead of just being like the Orange Cassidy sidekick. Yeah, and and the guy who's there to take the pin. Yeah. All valid points. So as we wrap up, um, any last thoughts we have? So we did this six months ago. Six months later, Vince McMahon is back. Oh, yay. Um, mm. As we watch the more, I don't know, the 18-hour WrestleMania that we know is going to fucking show up between. Because it's Saturday, Sunday, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's two days. Yeah. It's two days. So mm -hmm. um, bless Tim's heart. Like, let's give us like a round of applause for Tim who fucking watches that and then talks about it afterwards. Good for you, dude. That's a fucking investment. I fast forward through the Royal Rumble. That's what I did. I'm like, nah, don't care. Yeah. Well, okay. Now do I care? Yep. This one. Sorry. Go ahead. You didn't miss a goddamn thing during the Royal Rumble. That was no. terrible. No, I was like, wow, this is not fun. Like, <laughs> I felt like I was in a Saw movie forcing so, myself to watch. Are, are all four of us going to watch WrestleMania? Oh, I won't. No. I'll probably watch the ups and downs thing and like watch some clips. Yeah. Like, unless, watch well, I might go to my buddy Justin's house because he does make an event of uh, doing the pay-per-views. And if mm -hmm. I'm available that weekend, I might do at least one of the nights with him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll probably watch it. Although I got to be honest, I'm one of the few people who misses the single day or the single night. 
thing. Like mm-hmm. just I, and I know people complained about how long it is, but it's like it's one day a year. Just shut, and it's not like you're doing anything. I you would make like a big pot of chili and just eat on that all day and just sit on my couch yeah, and watch wrestling because it's I mean, just, it is the wrestling Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Just um, treat it like just treat well, it like that. You, yeah, it, but you know, two nights now it's taken up my entire weekend. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, so I won't watch any of it. <laughs> Yeah, because when it's on when it's in uh, Sunday for you guys, it's on Monday for me. So I got to go to work, then come home, deal with the kids, put them to bed, and then I've got like what four hours to watch an eight-hour show. Yeah, I have to go back to work the next day. You just need to buy some cough syrup and knock those bad boys out, Tim. Give them give them a little drinky drinky and be like sleepy sleepy three p.m. Daddy's got to (laughs) watch WrestleMania for the next eight hours, (laughs) and then he's got a podcast about it. The only thing I'm going to be yeah. watching or listening to is Tim talk about WrestleMania. Thank you, Tim, for taking one for the team for me so I don't have to do it. Um, <laughs> honestly, I, yeah, no. Um, but what what do we think is going to happen in the next six months? Do we think, do we think the choo-choo train at AEW? Do we think that maybe, you know, they're reaching their peak and they need to, now that they're getting more established, they need to really think about longevity? Thoughts? Um, I think that they're kind of already thinking that way because, you know, like I say, they are, they seem to be taking a lot of the critiques people have been having about how, like, with booking. Yeah, it's still iffy with a lot of it, but there's, they seem to be focusing more on, like, the underutilized talent that they haven't used in, like, anything besides Dark. And they seem to just, they seem to finally be focusing on the other talent they have, which is one of the biggest complaints a lot of people did have, is they have this huge roster and weren't doing anything with them. And now I think they finally found a way to start utilizing that, and I hope they continue to do that, making, you know, making these up-and-comers, giving themselves a name for themselves, making them more along the lines of, like, uh, CM Punk and stuff like that down the road. Like, MJF is obviously already on his way So a whiner? That ruins press conferences. Don't we have enough of those already in wrestling? You will not see a more entertaining press conference in the next five years. Oh, MJF was pretty entertaining the last one. I did love MJF's mocking of CM Punk with the pickles. That was fucking (laughs) great. Did you guys, what what were your guys' thoughts on the kid, the little kid that MJF threw tequila on? I thought that was... That was a bad uh, look. I laughed yeah, I agree. I didn't I laughed because when it happened, I thought it was just water and mm-hmm. I, I didn't know it was tequila. So I was just kind of like, ha, that's I, I, well, oh, no, I laughed out loud when it happened because I thought the kid was a plant. Yeah, not a plant. Uh, yeah, it uh, turns that, out. No, are we not sure a plant. it was tequila. That's what uh, that's what his mom said. Well, and like they had to meet with her after like it yeah. was I think she may be pursuing legal action that we just well, don't know. about. They went out of their way to kiss that kid's ass. Yeah. I'll say that yeah. Got to be done on a backstage, yeah. you know, yeah, I think him a that, ton of free shit. Yeah. I, oh. I think MJF needs to walk a line and I'll put it that way. I think it's fine what you do with grownups when it comes to kids. They don't know the difference between fake and real. And that mm-hmm. could have been really upsetting for that kid, right? So, you know, I mean, like maybe Tim throws alcohol at his kids and they're used to it, but fire the rest <laughs> of us. I was gonna say, right? like, if it was my if it was my kid and MJF did that to my kid and like my son started crying, I just explained to my son, like, this is part of the show. Don't worry, here's a I'll take my shirt off, you can have that. It's all just part of the show. I, I understand that. Oh, that, that sounds sexy. Things. Fuck, I'm gonna throw things on your kid. That means you're gonna strip. <laughs> I oh, I got on your pants, Tim. Whoops, silly me. <laughs> I don't know that I don't know that I could keep my cool because I don't buy the it's part of the show thing. 
Like yeah, I've bought tickets to many wrestling shows and I've never expected to have a drink thrown on me or anyone that I'm with. I mean, that's just not, it's not part of the show. <laughs> I got, I got spit in the I mean, eye by, is, by, by a wrestler not. at a show. Hey, hey. Yep. I was, hey. it was some random heel. It was like a nobody. It was a WWE SmackDown show back in 20, oh, 2005, maybe 2006. And I was ringed, like I was aisle side and some Ooh. guy was chirping and the guy went to spit at him, but it hit me instead. And it got me right in the eye. Oh, see, that's yeah. the kind of stuff that would, I would lose my mind. It was gross. I, I'm not gonna lie, it was gross. I, I was like, was, oh. Yeah, like I'd want to fight yeah. somebody. So I'd end up going to the hospital because clearly they're going to beat my ass. It's just uncomfortable. <laughs> like, I'm not going to lie. Like, it took a little bit of the enjoyment away from the moment because I was like, fucking yuck, right? Hmm. Um, so I agree. I'm on your side more, Rob. Tim's just a cooler person. I would I would be upset if my kid got yeah, no. tequila thrown I mean, on him. I don't think that's okay. No, like, I, was saying, like, I don't think fun. it's... Yeah, once I found out it was tequila, I was just like, oh boy. Like, But I think I would have been like, you know, I probably would have not pursued shit like that lady did. I would have. probably would have just talked to myself. I would have carried that up. I don't know how much I, she... I, I don't know how much she pursued it. I think they sent, from what I understand, they sent immediately Amanda Huber, who's Brody's oh, widow yeah. and does their community outreach stuff. They sent her out to talk to him and she found out the boy was upset. Some of the people who were sitting around them gave the kid some of the souvenirs they had already bought. Oh, wow. Uh, to try to make him happy. And then they brought, he got a signed uh, turnbuckle that was signed by a bunch of people. And they took him backstage and he got to meet a bunch of his favorite wrestlers back there all to try and calm him down. I don't think the mom was really throwing a fit and yelling, you give me this, you give me that. I think they were trying to okay. smooth it over. They're trying not to get sued. <laughs> okay. I, you know. I misunderstood what was going on during that then. Like I misread something. Yeah, I mean, I look, think... That again, though, is just my impression. I don't know. Maybe that is what happened. I, you know, I wasn't there. What the fuck do I know? I think the mom's a bad parent because she's drinking fucking a glass full of tequila. Well, I don't think it was a glass full of tequila. You never drank in front of your kids, Tim? <laughs> Not a fucking straight full glass of tequila. <laughs> You're like, I at least fucking mix it with orange juice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was gonna say I do that shit all the time. I take my kid to wrestling events and stuff, and I'm like, "You stand here, Dad's going to the bar. I'll be right back." <laughs> right? But your son's also 16 years old, Rob. He's like 15. that's a, well. Yeah. But even you when know what I a, mean, even right? when he was younger, I'd be like, "Just stand right here, Daddy. You'll be right back. I gotta go get a beer." Uh, my parents drank too at wrestling events when my dad would take me. Absolutely. I, I don't know. I do think there's a line. I, I really do. I think, you know, it's the same thing with me with a wrestler. If I'm at a convention, sure, I'm going to walk up to them. But if I walk into a restaurant and I see Chris Jericho eating with his family, I'm not going to go over yeah. like, oh my God, Chris Jericho, yeah. oh my God. Like, I'm not going to do that. You know, like, I'm going to have respect that he's with his family. He's not on the clock right now. He's, his job isn't to entertain me. And I think well, there should be mutual respect. Yeah, you met him at a club, didn't you? Well, Isn't well, it like a well, that 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 Jericho story is a different story. But one time oh. I was having I was having drinks at Hard Rock Cafe here in Sydney, and uh, Bobby Roode, who was the TN, TN, um, TNA champion at the time, um, came in, and he wasn't with family. I think he was with friends, and he was eating, and I like stared at him. And he waved, but it kind of then kind of gave me the, the motion of let me eat first and I'll come say hi. So I respected that. And then I went back, had a few more drinks, came back to go find him and he was gone. So, mm, yeah. but I mean, like he waved at me, could tell that I was a fan and 
you know, yeah. There, there's a time to approach somebody and a time not yeah. to. When they're eating is never yeah. the time to approach yeah, anyone. Exactly. With Jericho, That'll I don't think I would approach him. I would stand across the room and just go, Fozzie sucks. Fozzie sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Jericho is a really cool down-to-earth guy, too. Yeah. And I well, think, I think us four aside, would have okay. more to say with him just because of him being such a huge horror fan as well. Yeah. yeah. Man. yeah. No, he does seem, he does seem like a, a, a pretty good guy. I mean, I've seen him on. Uh, he was on the last drive-in with Joe Bob yep. Briggs and uh, and stuff. And and I I don't really hate Fozzie that much. I've seen him. They're, they're fine. Any any wrestler, right? Like I I would love to see Adam Cole and just to be like, baby, right? Like I would love to do something like that. But I mm-hmm. wouldn't. I don't know. I still think you need boundaries, and I think wrestlers should have boundaries too. I appreciate that MJF is a heel. I get that, and I get that he embodies it and he lives it. And the whole him with his fiance breaking up, whether that's true or not, or she just got tired of being harassed, maybe. Who knows? Um, you still have to walk a line. Yeah. You still have to walk a line, right? Yeah. Like it's just it's like, the, it's way like the story. It's like the story that came out recently about Rey Mysterio being bombarded with people at the airport asking him to sign like yeah. multiple things. It's like and, and then people were throwing shade at, at, at Rey Mysterio saying, Oh, he's he doesn't appreciate his fans. It's like, no, you guys are asking him to sign 20 things when he's just had a massive flight. He's probably exhausted. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just wants to go yeah. back to his hotel and sleep. Like, yeah, I, just, I just experienced going to an airport for my first time, and I was fucking beat. I just wanted to go home. And so many people were waiting for him to sign shit because it was fucking smoke show. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, they're smoke like, show, smoke show. Like, guys, yeah. Yeah, guys, can't do guys, it. No, I, I think it was the Young Bucks who who talked about this. Like, they won't sign stuff for people who've clearly been camped out at the airport waiting for them or camp out at the hotel waiting for them to show up. They yeah. just walk past those people. And it's and they're not, you know, and it's not even like they're jerks because they will stop and take pictures with people that if they're just out and people come up to them and approach them, they, they're usually pretty good about that. But, you know, yeah, there's a there's a difference. There's a big difference between Tim being out and just drinking and doing his normal thing and running into Bobby Roode and wanting to say hello than some, you know, guy who's got a bag full of action figures that he wants to get signed and sitting at, you know, sleeping on the bench outside the hotel when they show up you know well and that's and it's demanding access right i i serve access to you because i'm a fan well yeah you don't there's movies about that and it makes you look creepy and weird (laughs) so Mm -hmm. um anything else like tim or rob you want to add about where you see wrestling going i just hope vince mcmahon doesn't start booking everything because ww will get worse (laughs) i think sadly that's where this whole thing is headed um i see vince um from my, my understanding was um with the whole omos brock lesnar thing that was vince's idea um and he didn't push it Uh, apparently he didn't push it but i guess the original plan was for brock and bray at wrestlemania and brock said no and so that's why they did the thing in the match with him and lashley where brock got himself disqualified um and so then it was kind of like well vince suggested this we don't have anything else planned for brock now so we'll just do that match I okay. think slowly but surely you're going to start to see him doing things like that. He's there to negotiate a sale of WWE. I don't think he sells this company to anyone who's not going to put him back in charge of creative. Okay, can I ask what the big deal is with Brock? I like, like Brock. why does he get to decide who he faces? Like, who the Brock. fuck yeah, is because this he's over Brock. large? I don't know. He never impressed he- me. He's, he's a name. He's a name. Everyone knows I him. Like, compared to like Roman Reigns, everyone knows who Brock Lesnar is because of Fair his enough. UFC career and everything like that. He's yeah, the highest paid wrestler for a reason. Yeah. Um, is he I mean, 
does he doesn't he hurt a lot of people? Doesn't he? I think, I think he's gotten a little bit better about that. I think he works a little more carefully now. He um yeah, I mean he's he demands a lot. Like uh, you know, it was a few years ago when Seth Rollins beat him for the championship at WrestleMania. They opened the show with that match. And it was uh, because Brock, they weren't going to close the show. And Brock said, if I'm not going on last, I want to go on first. And it was simply so he could do the match, lose, get on the plane, and go home. He was back home in fucking Canada, wherever he lives, before the show was even over. Oh, my God. He lives in Canada? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I hope I never run into him. I don't know. He probably lived out in fucking but fuck nowhere, Fort McMurray, Alberta, with the lumberjacks. I don't know what Um, that means. Um, I think... (laughs) He, he lives. He does live in the middle of nowhere. He's got like some god awful amount of land. Now I want to find out where he lives. Yeah, I, 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 got you. I don't know. Yeah, he's Saskatchewan. I, was just, oh, I just told fuck. you Canada. I don't know. Hey, that's. I swear to God, Rob. Honestly, you make the American stereotype come true every single lives, time we talk. He lives where it's cold up there. Oh, you fucker. <laughs> Is it snowing yeah, for you while I have it? Actually, it is. It, it makes sense. It's, <laughs> it's also snowing where Scott is, too. So, yeah. yeah. Well, it's but not it's, snowing today, but you, it was earlier. It was. Bottom line, if it was. Oh, man. He lives it's in 53 where I'm at right now. Yeah, it's because you live in the South. I know. Don't you have to, like, go to a Trump rally later when we get off this call? <laughs> um, no, that's tomorrow. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um... I, I, so yeah, we all know Vince is probably going to come back and they're going to put him in charge and he's going to, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he he forced his way back in so he could negotiate the sale. And I think the only reason that he did that was so he could find somebody, you know, the, 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 I, I would guess that the Saudis are still, you know, the leaders in that clubhouse, um, Mm -hmm. uh, for a sale. And, uh, so he could, he can be back in charge and, and we'll be right back to where we were. Mm -hmm. Sad, but true. Here we go. Well, Tim, what about you? Any big thoughts? I, I agree with the WWE side of things. I, I don't see. Well, there was a report that came out recently that, that Triple H, Paul Levesque himself, said that he plans on fixing all of Vince McMahon's mistakes by SummerSlam this year. But, and I mean, he has fixed things. He has. But I, I still think that it's not going to be the product that I once knew and loved. So, mm. yeah. With with AEW, I uh, I'll put money on this. I think CM Punk returns this year. Same. Well, they've never taken him off the website, so that's a yeah, pretty no. good. And he's on. No. The, and he's in the video game too. So yeah. yeah, his his as far. I mean, he's still under contract with the company. Uh, you know, I've never heard anything other than that. I know at one point there was a lot of rumors that there were they were negotiating a buyout, but that never came to be, as far as I know. So. Yeah, yeah, like he's still part of it, and yeah, I think they're just giving him time to fully heal, kind of take the heat off of what happened because that could have been real. What have all that happened? Now there's letting heal or whatever. Who knows? But I think yeah, they're just gonna take time, let him recuperate, get back to full health, and then I, bring him back as a surprise during one of the yeah. interviews. He's I gonna get bruised like a motherfucker. Oh, he is. The crowd is. That I think that that whatever was going on between him and the elite is the sort of thing that you have with like coworkers or friends or whatever that could or like die him out. and I. This 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 injury may have been the best thing for this entire situation because he could just be away. He was would have been away no matter what anyway. Right. So that I think had has had time to sort of maybe die down a bit. But the the wrestling fans are never going to forget this, for God's sake. No, they don't forget no. anything. I would oh, love no, to don't. see. I would. I would love to see like the elite and CM Punk come to an agreement that hey, we clearly don't like each other, but we'll work with each other and have this whole real rivalry 
shown on screen. Mm-hmm. Have Kenny versus um, CM Punk. Have the back and forth. I reckon that would be fucking money right there. Oh, yeah. If they could do it. But I, I, I honestly think that they'll keep them apart. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say I could see that. Like, who knows like, exactly? But yeah, like I... I've been saying it pretty much like for the last couple of months now. That I'm like, yeah, I expect CM Punk back anytime now. Like, yeah, like it's just. Well, isn't the next pay per view in Chicago? Isn't the next pay per view in Chicago? No, that no. one's in Vegas. Vegas, double or nothing. And then okay. Toronto, Ontario, Canada, Forbidden yeah. Door. Yep, and then mm. Canada, and then uh, and then Chicago if they keep it there, which I don't see and why fuck they would. Chicago, fuck Chicago. So like Chicago, the Chicago. the last pay per view of the year. Yeah, I think it's all. Yeah, well, not the last one, but uh, all out. All out will be second to last. Is always it has always been in Chicago. Um, there was talks though that the last time they did it in Chicago, that they were looking at maybe moving it. I don't, I don't know if they will or not. I, mean, I would, I would love to see a pay per view event come to Detroit. That would be amazing because they could have handle a it. Crowd. Yeah. Yeah, they could handle yeah, it. And nobody wants to go to Detroit. Honestly, it wasn't that bad. I was prepared to die, but I didn't. And it, it was be. really nice. Yeah, the only, only way we were prepared to die is when we were on the expressway. <laughs> yeah, Scott Scott pulled some Fast and Furious shit while we were on that expressway. <laughs> it was pretty impressive, actually. I'm not going to lie. Um, yeah. And then, like, I had to get carded and almost not be allowed to buy beer or cider. That was, God, that was oh, a weird, my. weird night. Yeah, no, it was, it was weird. But the event was fabulous. And I think the arena is big enough and it sold out, didn't it, Scotty? Mm-hmm. It sold out when we went. Um, yeah. so yeah, hopefully they make it to Australia. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, Portion over there. If they do go back to Chicago for all out, I hope they do it at the United Center finally because that arena, that now arena is ridiculous. I mean, it's 45 minutes outside the city next to near nothing. Oh, that's not good. And that's not good. yeah, it's small. I, I just, I don't, you know, they need to move it to the United Center. Um, it'd be nice if they'd come back here where I live now. They apparently yeah. did the, the third dynamite ever here. And that's the only time they've ever been to town. Oh, Aww. yeah. Well, maybe if you were a real fan, they would come back and well, maybe yeah. you just need to try harder. That's I was used to them running Indianapolis once a year and now, now nothing. Yeah. You went to a lot of events actually, Rob. I think you, you went to what, at least four. Yeah. The four or five. I went, yeah. to, I think I went to three dynamites and then two all outs. Yeah. You're, you're a veteran of AEW, but, uh, but they don't come here, so and I'm not going to Chicago from here. It's too far. It's a long drive, right? Yeah. Well, we'll see yeah. what happens. You know, wrestling is still keeping it fresh. We're still enjoying it enough. We'll see what the next spring, six months bring. Maybe we'll meet after I go to my event. Hopefully, I get tickets because mm-hmm. last time they sold out in fucking two minutes in Toronto. So hopefully, I'll be able to get in to see them in Hamilton, and I can brag about my show to Tim, who doesn't get to go watch them, which will just make our rivalry even worse, won't it, Tim? Yeah. Thanks for rubbing it in, bitch. Right? That, that <laughs> bitch. You know, I wonder if people, sometimes I listen to your show and I'm like, I wonder if people actually think I'm a mean person now. Like, I'm actually not. I'm not a Karen. I, I will eat burnt steaks at restaurants and not complain. And I'm like, I wonder if Tim's made it. Then that you'll I'll go never back home on Twitter. Bitch about like, it. if, no, never. I'm classy. I'm classy, Tim. But if you affect my ability to get dick, we're going to have a problem, okay? Mark my word. If this bitch thing gets out, oh, well, I would take it, but you live all the way in Australia. And then, I don't know, you got your beautiful wife. I can't compete with that. <laughs> I can't compete with her. She's pretty awesome. And a better she podcaster. She needs to learn that sharing is caring. <laughs> i'm sure that would go over real well so we'll yeah. promo our shows and we'll be back again i think this is a lot of fun we 
it's a lot of work to get it arranged just because of the time zones and stuff. But I always enjoy the conversation um, and I always learn something. And I hope you guys enjoy it too. We got really good feedback from our last episode and we hope you guys enjoy this. So why don't we just start with Rob? Rob, why don't you tell us where the listeners can find you? Um, you can listen to Slasher Radio, a weekly podcast uh, where we talk about uh, a horror movie every week. Uh, right now we're in the midst of uh, our murder madness tournament that we do every year and it coincides with the NCAA tournament. It is uh, 64 entries into the tournament and we crown one winner. Nice. Um, we just wrapped up the first round of that and uh, we are doing remakes versus originals this year. Nice. Um, nice. So we've, I've got that going on. Um, possibly this horror life at some point that shows on a hiatus right now. I don't know when when we're going to be back. You guys are CM Punk. It's a CM Punk show. You're going to come back one day, but we're not sure yet. Yeah. Um, remakes. Tim might need you for his Patreon. Poor guy doesn't have anyone that watches enough remakes for him to do that fucking show. Maybe mm. he should have us on. Speaking of Tim, Tim, I guess you better promo all your stuff. <laughs> well, if uh, you haven't heard my name, it's it's often mentioned from the Friday Nightmares podcast a lot because Heather cannot keep my name out of her mouth. I was going to say, now other things just... I can't keep out of my mouth, huh, Tim? High five, high five. <laughs> just, like, just like how you need to watch AEW, Ring of Honor, and Ramp or Dynamite, Ring of yes. Honor, and Rampage to the storyline, you need to listen to the Friday Nightmares <laughs> and the Dummies of Horror to get the storyline feud. You do actually, legit. And then occasionally That's I true. make fun of Rob as well. So. You know, but I don't think Rob trashes us. He's much more classy than we are. Yeah, Rob's the only one that doesn't trash us. Poor Rob. We yeah. give Rob a lot of shit. I'm sorry, Rob. He's ignoring us. Damn it, I'm <laughs> uh, no, I, I uh, occasionally you'll you, you'll come up on the show, but uh, you know, not that not that often. I try not to trash you guys. I did. I have sent Tim messages during the show before, like uh, asking if Australians say oi or whatever. Oi, oi, oi. Yeah. It's his you'll favorite. You'll bring me up every time you mention Happy Death Day. Yes, yes. Happy Best Death movie Day. Ever. Yeah, that always gets a mention from. And now, and now I'll probably get brought up for hashtag float. Yeah, but I don't think hashtag float's going to get brought up very often. <laughs> Hopefully not. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you can catch me on the Dummies of Horror podcast where we, uh, at the moment, we're, we're basically changed our whole format where we stopped doing movie reviews and we're doing um, verses. So we put anything horror against anything horror and make them fight because it's fun. And uh, yeah, our latest episode just came out where we talk about the biggest bitch in horror, which was inspired by someone close to me. And um, <laughs> Scotty, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm everybody's bitch. Mm-hmm. And uh, my other show, which uh, coincides with this show, which is called Dummies of Wrestling, where I bullshit and bitch about wrestling and tell you my opinions on how lame the product is at times. <laughs> and so I get mad. Check. I listen to him and I'm like, what the fuck, Jim? I get all wrapped up and then I forget about it. I get so mad in the moment and then time goes on and I'm like, ah. <laughs> I, like the, I really like the new format of uh, Dummies of Horror, Tim. Yeah, me too. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, it's really it's really cool. It is nice to hear something different. There are a lot of movie review podcasts. So it's nice when somebody takes a different uh, angle at it. Well, I was, I was kind of inspired by both of your shows, Friday Nightmares and This Horror well, Life. Well, you said be their superior, so that should be <laughs> yeah, okay. you are. Because, <laughs> yeah, I got, I got sick of just reviewing movies. I'm like, I'm not good at this. There's so many other podcasts that are so much better that review movies than me, so let's have fun. So now we fight. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's a lot of fun. I really, I enjoyed your last bitch episode. And I, the moment I saw the title, I was like, I know what he's going to say. <laughs> um, so please check out. And also you're on Patreon. You didn't plug, did you plug your Patreon? I feel guilty plugging Patreon. Why? <laughs> but- Why? Because no, it's, okay. like, it's like me saying, I'll oh, give us money. But no, we have a Patreon page. Uh, we have different tiers that you can join up for that have different rewards. Um, we've got so much bonus shit on there. We do bracket episodes. We do top 10 episodes. I just recorded my first episode with my nine-year-old daughter, which is called Daddy Daughter Deathmatch, <laughs> where Aww. I show her, yeah, I show her horror movies for the first time and she tells you what she thinks. Was and, it a uh, Serbian first... film? Yeah, no, it was 120 Days of Sodom. He was like, Jeez. at what scene did you really get into the shit eating that you felt like <laughs> it was? <laughs> She's like, Daddy, I, 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 don't get why I can't watch titties, but I can watch this. <laughs> My favorite is when you talked with your daughter and she told you that she didn't like something, you're like, that's interesting. I'm like, he's even interested in his kid. Because when Tim doesn't agree with you, he'll say, that's interesting. (laughs) What that means is, you don't know the fuck you're talking about. I've learned that because he'll be like, Heather, that's an interesting viewpoint. (laughs) Right? Am I right now? Is that what you mean by it's interesting? You've you've read me like a book. (laughs) (laughs) But your daughter's great. All joking aside, she's she's very lovely and very well-spoken for a nine-year-old young lady. So, Thank you. Thank you. So, yeah, if you're on Patreon... Uh, look out for that coming out this week so and can we mention that your smoking hot wife is on episodes and it's great because she shows you how to podcast it's really nice oh, no, she... She'll, she keeps you in check too there was one point where you made a really inappropriate comment she's like enough tim enough too far and then like she <laughs> went on to something else and i'm like yes jill that's how you fucking handle that shit like pause. <laughs> that's right girl and you didn't mention our lord and savior zachary davis who is currently um <laughs> Dummies of horror, <laughs> or dummies of horror. His, his dick fucking, is almost as much as I do. His, like his, his he's, fucking he's, championship belt. My God, I know. Oh, it's stupid. It's stupid. He's the champion, but he doesn't like he he watches highlights on YouTube. That's all he does. AEW and WWE. He doesn't actually watch the program. And I swear to God, he fucking wins every time on sheer luck. Well, WWE, I can see because it's so predictable. But yeah, like, AEW is a bit different. Yeah, yeah. You we'll make it hard, that. though. Your card's like, okay, who's going to come out with the runny nose? Who's going <laughs> to Who's going to trip on their shoelaces first? I'm like, I don't know. I don't Who has shoelaces? And I'm panicking, and I don't know what to do. So your cards are tough, Tim. Like, you don't make it easy-peasy. You make it, like, hard. If you, if you just oh, he put makes it who, hard who wins. Oh, it sure <laughs> fucking does. Yeah, he does. I got a raging if Scott you just Crawford put who right wins. now. Oh, yeah, but... show me, show me, Dave. <laughs> like, like what? You know, like I'm the only one that's a Patreon out of the two of us, right? Like you trash me, and I support you more than he does. The only reason this show's happening is because of me. You realize yeah. that, right? But Heather, it's because I don't, I don't argue with Tim. He just lets no. it happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just take it. Trust me, Tim, I let it happen too. Let me make something clear. I let it happen as well. That's still the complete same. Um, hopefully you've sat with us to the end. Thank you if you have listening to this mayhem. I can't imagine why. No, I can't imagine. Probably because Rob's here and he's a big celebrity that interviews people like Five Cream. Have you interviewed them again for Six Cream? Uh, no, we did not set up that interview, and I'm kind of oh. glad we didn't because my feelings on Six Cream were not positive. <laughs> oh, 
worse than five cream? Oh, way worse than five cream. Oh dear. Way worse than five cream. Oh dear. Well, uh, if you want to hear more about that, is that on Slasher Radio? Is that on the yes, Slasher Yes, yeah, Slasher Radio does that. And then that's a specialty of um the uh, Mikey, my co-host, books all the guests for the show. And he really specializes in finding people who um, or have been in movies that I have just trashed. He really finds that to be super <laughs> fun for him. Uh, so I'm a little surprised that he didn't get the five cream guys back, but uh, we had him on last year. Not this year. Yeah, you should, everyone should check that out. It's yeah. a great podcast. Great podcast here. And for some reason, if you're really desperate, you can listen to Friday Nightmares, which is available on the Legion Podcast Network. And we do have Patreon, much like Tim, much like Rob, because Rob's has Slasher Radio Patreon, correct, we Rob? Yep, we do. We do um we do a news we do a show each week for Patreon that is usually anywhere from a half hour to an hour long, depending on what it is. Um, it's not always horror related. We play different games. Sometimes we play a game uh, called Prison Love with Rob. Um, oh, I saw that. I yeah, saw that. we have a we have a love and sex advice show called Sexy Time with Rob. Um, How do you do that with being a virgin? <laughs> I have a child. There's proof that I've had sex exactly one time. You could have adopted. Um, yeah, you could have. And uh, it, very, but anyway, there's various shows like that. Sometimes we'll do like trivia games or. Whatever. They're not always horror related. Sometimes they are. It's kind of just us fucking around and goofing off for a little bit. Nice. Hey, fucking around sounds great. Speaking of that, Tim, um, you also have the Patreon where you fuck around on. And I'm looking for those nudes to come one day, baby. I'll up my Patreon pledge. If you guys get some nudes on there, you and Daniel. Like, oh, you told him like, that out. OnlyFans. Oh, I would I would subscribe to your OnlyFans. 110% I would. I absolutely this, would. Heather, yeah, of course is, I would. This is why he's nicer to me, because I've already subscribed to their OnlyFans. No, you haven't. It doesn't even exist. Stop pretending. (laughs) Anyway, we're also on the Patreon network for the Legion Podcast Network. It's $3 a month. You get access to uh, lots of shows and extra special codes. And if you haven't joined either the Dummies of Horror, Slasher Radio, Legion Patreon yet, Scott, it's one question for you. Listen here, brother. Just got one question for you. (laughs) What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? <laughs> Please join and keep us all going. And we will be back again for another, I don't know, I guess we could say one night stand, but I guess this is more or less becoming friends with benefits relationship. Uh, it's really into a relationship, yeah. isn't it? I know. It's got it. As, Rob, it's going to be the oldest woman you've ever been with. Are you excited? All of you are too old for me. I know. My poor hips. You and I are going to be, my neck's going to be sore. Your hips going to be going out. It's going to be, be great. my back out left and right. <laughs> the only one that's not injured is Tim. Tim's going to have to do all the pushing so thank you for joining as always and we'll catch you next time we'll be back with more horror and good times there and until then see you on the flip side see ya if you're some man what the rock is cooking and what you're gonna do macho man when the whole world Hulkamaniacs destroy you!
to the top, oh yeah.